Blog Talk Radio. Okay, but that's not the only reason I watched the idol. Listen, let me talk about it, okay? 
the idol who is in it, the weekend, and oh my God, it's from the makers of. I mean, I think it's from the um, guy who wrote Euphoria, or he's one of the producers on it, and stuff like that. I saw the first episode last week. I was like, is this Weekend or Maxwell? <laughs> the Weekend looks like Maxwell. He doesn't look like him. Like up close, you be like, you know, you be like, oh no, that's no. You know what I'm saying? But he's got, he's, he, listen, he, he's, he's really morphed this, he's morphed himself to look more like Maxwell with this character, except for the bad hair wig or whatever, the lace front they've got on him. But other than that, oh, my God, looks so much like Maxwell in this. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it was a lot. And. I don't know. It it, it, it was interesting. I, l- let me just say this, okay? I think this is the close, the closest that people are going to get. I mean, the closest insight. Like, I feel like they've done a really good job. Not all pop stars have this situation, but I feel like they've done a really, really great job in showing the life of a pop star. Or a rock star, period. You know, it could be an R&B star or whatever. I'm going to tell you what I really wish. I know they based this on some sort of, I think this is based on several R&B stars, you know, because, I mean, like, it, I mean, like it's a story that was written, but they probably got ideals and inspiration from several, uh, I mean, not R&B stars, several pop stars, several throughout history and stuff like that. But I, I oh, man, um, let me see what I'm, I'm trying to get gather my thoughts about this. I wish this is the one thing I wish they wouldn't have used. I kept thinking to myself, I love the young lady who plays the star, Jocelyn, who's the pop star in this, Lily Rose Depp. But I'm going to be honest to you, be honest with you guys. I really wish they would have went. This is the role Chloe should have had. No, 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 listen to me here. Chloe should have done this. Chloe would have been, per- first of all, it would have been perfect just to have a black girl because. You know, it just would have been your biggest pop star right now who is, yeah, this is kind of based on a Britney Spears-type character, but this, like, you know, back in the day, okay? But, like, today the pop stars are like the Beyonce types or whatever, but this, it, I know they're trying to break it, basically kind of, it seems like a Britney Spears, but I believe, let me, I just got to say, it would have been interesting to go with a black girl, but and especially somebody like Chloe because she has that same kind of energy, that little, that tinge of just enough sexiness, but a lot of innocence too, like this character has. Oh my God, I thought she would have been great for it. This should have been the role she, if she would have. I don't know if she auditioned or whatever, but if she would have fought for this role, this would have changed her life. Now this is the role she should have had instead of Swan. <laughs> no step. Girl, wow. But anyway, listen, and then what's the other movie they doing on over there on what's Because, you, you know, I forget some other movie they doing. The the Beyonce knockoff church movie or something she was in. Something. Oh, this would have been the one. She should, Chloe should have did this. But let me do but she didn't. But I like the cast, okay? Okay, so it's about this rock star named Jocelyn, or, I mean, pop star, who is, you know, she's at a lack of creativity 
inner life, and you, you see the, all the trappings of a pop star, all the people around them and everything like that. Like, you know what, I'm going to talk about tonight's episode, but it's fascinating because, you know, they're they're living within themselves but kind of outside the stuff. All the stuff you ever heard about a pop star or your favorite R&B star or your favorite rock star, this show kind of like, like brings to life maybe what their a day in their life may be like, especially the huge pop star, okay? Um, all the people around you, the yes people, all uh, the best friend who's the assistant. I mean, they, I mean, Sam Livingston, them, they went to, they, they, they didn't fail at any part of showing this. And I heard this had problems coming to the big screen. I mean, this had problems finally getting to on screen, on television, because they had a lot of behind-the-scenes issues. But listen, I don't know why, because this is a hit if they do it right. Uh, This character, Jocelyn, she's having problems with creativity in her life. And, you know, while you have a lot of sharks and stuff swimming around you, you also have a lot of sharks and stuff wanting to get in. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want to knock on the door and get inside. And so uh, there's a guy who comes into her life who's played by The weekend, and I, let me just say this. weekend, you are a better actor. I never was into The weekend singing, okay? He sound like a little, I mean, he sound like, what's this? I mean, he sound, it's something about his voice. It sound like a little chipmunk. I can't get it. It's weird. I just never was into him, okay? But as an actor, oh, my God, he could do that. Oh, my God, his I don't know where he pulled the inspiration from the character from because he's a pop star himself. So I'm wondering if it's a little bit from himself and everything. But he kind of makes himself seem a little – where Weekend does not have a sex appeal to me outside of this. Like, I'm, I don't be checking for Weekend like that. But he got sex appeal in this, partly because of the character he's playing. And that's a great actor because his regular person to me, I don't see the sex appeal whatsoever. But when he's playing this character, my God, he pulls from somewhere, and he does such a great job. He plays this character, Tedros, who is a shady character, dark character, who comes into Jocelyn's life and kind of takes over, okay? And it kind of shows you how uh, celebrity, I'm going to say celebrity, period, cause can be vulnerable to not only insiders but outsiders too, right? Oh, my God. And tonight, the second episode, right? Sorry, it's about to be a spoiler, so if you have not seen it, I'm sorry, I'm about to spoil it. But the second episode, right, is this part where, you know, because she's funny, she done got, like, she he, he, he bringing the sex, okay? Like, he bringing the hot, like, like, hot, like, hot sensuality. I mean, oh, my God, like he did last week. There was this scene, they borrow a little bit from 365. Y'all remember 365 on Netflix? It's kind of like a, a trashy, it was like number one on Netflix forever, but it's kind of like a, a kind of like a, a, a trashy but fun kind of movie, okay? It's got a lot of interest in sex scenes. Okay, but they do such a great job and idol of throwing them in and it, and it making it, and making it work. But there was this scene last week where she's trying to um, kind of, find her creativity, and he, like, takes this, like, 
blindfold and blinds it, puts it all over it, and then, like, she can't she can't breathe, okay? I, I mean, y'all, okay, you got to see the scene. I know y'all going, that ain't sexy. No, you got to see the scene, okay? And then he takes it and cuts a hole in her thing, and he's like, now breathe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, this is some wild shit. I mean, it's wild. I mean, the, the power that they show this dude seducing her, right, it's so, like, it's so dumb. <laughs> And tonight they did one, right? Oh, my God. It was like, okay. So it's not just about the sex scenes. This is really a good show, by the way, okay? So let me just say, before I get to the sex scene in the second show, okay? I'm just a Scorpio, so I'm going to just be talking about sex scenes because sex scenes interest me, <laughs> right? So, um, and how they're done and everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, okay, but anyway, so there's this scene, right, second show. I mean, the second I mean, the second thing, first of all, you know, he's this shady character who has a lot of, he's calling himself managing, but he has a lot of talent around him. But yet he's very controlling, very seductive, very conniving. And they show this scene where she's going, like, you know, she's she, he's helped her to write a song, right? That's kind of Donna Summers, like, love to love you, baby, all six out. And so she tries to perform it in front of <laughs> In front of her, uh, in front of her people, you know, like the, you know, her management and stuff like that, and they're looking like, nah, this is not happening. You're not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? And this, this one tells her straight up, like, nope, we don't put too much money in your ass. You ain't gonna run out here. You gonna do the song that we gave you, and so it gives you a feel about what these people go through. Like, you gonna do this song that we that we done told you to do. You ain't going out here doing no bull ish with our money okay okay it's too much invested in you and all this stuff is going around then her mama just died okay her mother just died like a year year before year before kind of similar to a megan the stallion situation you know what i'm saying because megan's mother died before she hit big i don't know how many years before but it gives you a perspective and she's still this young lady is still suffering kind of a little bit from that loss but yet she has to deal with this whole world where her the closest person to her is no longer there to shadow her. You know what I'm saying? To protect her. And so she has to deal with all this stuff as a young lady, which is a whirlwind of, you know what I'm saying, tricksters, illusionists, and shit. You know how show business is? All that stuff, you know. And she got to deal with this all on her own. You know, like think of a Britney Spears character, okay? You know, Britney. We talked about Britney last week about at the gym with her with her heels on, okay? Something like that. She kind of, she's mentally, she's very talented, but mentally, mentally and spiritually, she's she's not well, right? And so they have it. So they like looking at her like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. So she's mad because she's thinking she ain't being heard and her voice ain't being heard. And they basically, the dude basically trying to tell her, like, she's in this big mansion and stuff. So she looked like she, it looked like she got money and she fronting and stuff. But he like, hey, her manager, I think one of the people who invested in her came in, like, came coming in like, hey, you know, I've been paying for this and everything. So that tell you, you know, stuff you be seeing in show business, be illusion. Some of them be having money, some of them don't. Or some of them got some money and they don't be having as much as you think. You know how it goes. You know what, you know. Fantasia tried to tell us about this illusion, okay? It's a lot of celebrities over the years done told us. Remember TLC? They had all them hits, and they only was they splitting $40,000 a piece. Child, be messy, okay? So that was, they show that part, like, you know, all the mess that goes on. Oh, that's why I love it, because it just shows the background, Stevie. It's just, oh, my God, it's just 
really good. Okay. So she invites the dude over to her house, like you know, you gonna come again? Cause you know she didn't like that, but he didn't put it on her, right? You know what I'm saying? So he come, so he come over, and this time he come over with all his friends, you know, his band, uh, 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 you know, a crazy, <laughs> right? Which makes him even more intriguing. Woo! And so what he doing is he about a dude to seduce the damn uh, the assistant. So she, so she, you know, she, she, he don't, she don't see the trick. He about to play. You know, he about to do on the girl. You know what I'm saying? Because he playing games. Like, he trying to get in with this chick, right? The Jocelyn character, which is played, and Weekend is played the T-Dress character, who's a shady nightclub owner who's made his way into, who's starting to make his way into this pop star Jocelyn's inner circle. Oh, so good, so good, so good. Right, so he's making it, and the weekend, oh, and every time he's on screen, I'm like, damn. I mean, it's like he brings it. I got to give it to him. He he brings this, ah, oh, the, the darkness to it, like the dark, like the, like the dark. I want to say this to, uh, what's his name? What's the dude's name? Damson Idris, okay? This is how the devil works, okay? I mean, what you was doing out there playing, the devil worked that way too, playing Franklin Saint. But them usually the deep, the deep, you know, the demons, demons. You know what I'm saying? They out there, the demons be out there looking like little gremlins and acting up. But the devil's beautiful. I don't know, Lucifer's beautiful. Y'all didn't know that? He beautiful. He comes. He come hard. He comes. Oh, and if listen, if somebody caught on the devil, it's the weekend. Elvis kind of 
a smidge, but Elvis was more sexy to me. I mean, Elvis was good looking, not more, not sexy, but more good looking, not sexy. I don't know. He had some sex appeal, but he just had a smidgen of it. I'm thinking of all these men because I've only seen it distinctively heavy on two men, and that is Marvin Gaye and Maxwell. I ain't going to lie. It is an energy that is undeniable. It's distinctive. It's crazy. It's fuck. It's like it's like when like when like when something jump off of somebody and me remember when remember when we used to have Alexis Tyler on the show and she used to give she used to talk about vagina power and stuff like that and Alexis would be talking about the men who had uh, what was she talking about the men who had that uh, energy on them and they she said it be jumping off of you and stuff like that it be jumping off of them as soon as you before you walk in the door you like whoo like you know that's that's the energy I'm talking about. That's what the weekend brings to that character. Okay, and he ain't like that in real life. I, I done seen the weekend, okay? And I done seen him a numerous times. I ain't never seen no energy. I ain't I ain't, I ain't felt no energy. I'm like, okay, whatever. He, I, I mean, you know, he might do some wild stuff, but he just, he ain't sexy, okay? But somehow in this show, he conjures up that special brand of sensuality and stuff. It's, it's almost devil-made. Which is rude. It is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you see, like, yeah, I've met men in regular life. Like, I had, like, I told y'all this story about my friend. I had a friend who who used to a baller. She was a baller and stuff like that, big time baller. And me and her, we'd be going out and me and with some other friends and stuff. We go out to a club and she met this dude from the islands with this long. No, it's no. I met another man. I know another man like this too. Regular dudes, not not too many celebrities got it, but re- it's some regular dudes I've seen with it. That's energy. Okay. She met this dude from the islands, Locks. I've told the story on here before. If y'all hearing it again, y'all gonna hear it again. Y'all know how I am with stories. Okay, so he had these locks and stuff. Fine, okay, but you can see when he was walking towards. I said, "Girl," I said, "Listen, girl," I said, "That's a uh." Uh-uh. She's like, she 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 said, "What?" Oh, girl, he a girl, he sexy. I'm just a... I said, girl, he gonna he gonna mess you up. You gonna be messed out, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I told her, don't do it. Don't do it. My 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 friend who was Caribbean was even telling her. She said, you gonna have to put some. Oh, I'll tell you who else got it. No, no, no. There is another group that has it. Very few men. Sidebar. Before I finish telling the story, the only other group person that has it is the Marleys, the whole Marley men, all the Marley men. Like, they daddy had it in drove, Bob Marley. Like, just like, you see why, you know how bad Bob Marley had that energy? Bob Marley had his wife, when he was dying, up in the hospital and the mistress, allegedly, on these streets they were saying, you know, I would have been, no, hell no. (laughs) And she was cool with everybody. She was like, okay. It's all good, <laughs> but she did get the whole estate. <laughs> but she, but at the same time, she was so kind to the people that she left them like you know she left she left some of the she made sure that all his kids on the outside that he was you know messing around screwing around with out here in these streets in them Jamaican streets she made sure that he had uh, they had them kids was taken care of you know where most so most women would have been hell now. You know, a bit mad or whatever, but she was there was no no bitterness or nothing. You know, she, and he he left her the whole estate, okay? Left because he trusted her. But listen, 
he was he was so smooth with it. Bob Marley had that energy. It's like it's the, it's the, it's the hot. And when I tell women, that's what I told my friend. I said when I seen it, I could see it coming up. I said, ooh. I said, girl, 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 girl. No, you cannot, man. Few weeks. It wasn't even. It didn't even take three to four weeks. She was Caribbean too. It didn't even take three. My Caribbean girlfriend was telling her, "Oh no, 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 no." She was even telling her. She went listen, okay. Within three to four weeks, she was she was messed up out in these streets, like you know, messed up, like walking around, like just gone, like out of control, like you know, like like just lost. And we was just like, damn. She, I mean, she was just gone. Because the sex had hit her, and it was like it was nothing else. She was nothing we could do. And my girl, the same girlfriend, she would tell me, she was talking about, oh, because I used to be talking about, girl, let me tell you who's fine. Because I was telling her about the more I said, I think the more I said, oh, they family fine. She's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh. They got that energy, uh, something like that. And I'm like, what? She said, girl, that's uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't, uh, uh, you gotta take salt bath. She would tell me all. She was coming up with all kind of concoctions. Like, you can't, if you mess with something like that, you got to blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, no, that's, that might be, they be, you don't know how they got that. And I was like, whoa. So it's very few men in this planet. I, and I saw one other man that had this, too. I was, when I, my grandparents used to work at a radio station. I told you my grandparents was DJs, okay, gospel DJs. But at this particular radio station, they had different music. They, like, had gospel, like a gospel uh, gospel program, which is my grandparents' program. They used to come on. But they also had all kind of music. Like, they would do Jamaican. They do jazz at certain times. You know, they have jazz at times or whatever. And so this dude, he was, you know, dude, I think he was from, I forget where he was from. But, okay, so I saw him one day coming in. could feel him. I, I, I got to the door. I could I can feel, you can feel it in the studio. I was like, Phew. like you could already feel the energy. Something was rolling around in there. Come in the door, he did. He good looking, okay? Now he looking me up and down, so I'm like, oh, no. He's like, hey, how you doing? And all this stuff. Today. I'm like, okay, hi, hi, whatever. Now, there, if on the side, I noticed. I looked at him, you could feel his energy. But on the side, there working at a desk during his program, because this is what I would do for my grandparents. During the program, taking requests and different things like that, there was his white wife, right? The girl had dreadlocks. She looked, her eyes looked empty. She was gone. Sis was gone. The sex was so good. Sis was out of her mind, okay? Sis was gone. I said, ain't nothing this chick. I said, this chick is, she's, you know, she's out of it, okay? So, and, and, and I knew, right then there, I said, look at him. She, he's literally flirting. With somebody, and, and, and she don't even care. The chick didn't even care. She was that gone because the, what the sexual energy was that good. So this, I'm explaining this to y'all because this is the kind of energy that the weekend brings to this character. Oh, my God. he bring, I, And he does not have that in real life. So that tells me he's a damn good actor to conjure up that, okay? He brings that sexual, sensual energy, and there's this one scene in the show tonight where he has this, he blindfolds her, right? And he has her get on the bed, and he's, like, directing her to do sexual things. Oh! I'm like, whoa! I mean, oh, listen, it's crazy. The idol, okay, 
It's so good. But most of all, it tells you two. This is three things I learned from the idol. Being a pop star with all them people, they, that's why they pick young people. They pick a lot of young people because you're easy to fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, they can mess with your mind. They can tell you what to do. They, you, ain't got, you ain't really developed enough to say, no, I'm not doing that. It's hard for grown people, let alone for a child, okay? And a lot of parents and stuff, especially when the families ain't around or the parents, um, you know, let the kids go out there and the kids be in that atmosphere and stuff like that and don't really, you know what I'm saying, don't really do anything and stuff like that. You know, where they, the, the kid, it is easy for a young person to get lost in that mess, okay? For a young, it's easy for an old person, but let alone a young person. That's the first thing I thought I learned is that it's just so many voices around you, so many things. You have to be a strong person. Secondly, uh, outsiders, you 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 have to be very you have to be your own person because if not, you outsiders can come in and manipulate you easily. You know what I'm saying? And uh, third, um, you got to protect yourself on a spiritual level. I mean, really, seriously. I mean, that's just a, it's, I felt. I feel like it's so close. And there was this part because the dude, he didn't even, like, so she had only been seeing him, like, twice, okay, this Tedris character that's in this idol, okay? Y'all, I'm telling y'all, it's so good. Y'all got to watch it on HBO or you can watch it on HBO Max, right? But this dude, okay, this dude, why he's there, like, the, 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 the 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 what's some kind of assistance asking questions about him because she knows hey he about to change the game this this mofo's coming in here to change a mofo game and you know there's a couple of situations like that in real life you can look about with even with a man like remember sidebar this is a sidebar but remember Robin Givens years ago remember all those people was around Mike Tyson they wasn't doing Mike Tyson they wasn't doing shit you know when they was doing bad by Mike Tyson not that Robin Givens was all that great. But they was doing, they was robbing his ass and all that stuff. And Robin Gibbons and her mama came in there, and he and 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 they were smart. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? They was like, you can't, you can't steal, you can't just cheat him out of money because now we here. But he had been used to them so long, treating them bad and stuff like. Not that I'm not saying Robin Gibbons was the best. She might have been a people say she was a gold digger or whatever. But Robin and her mama though was was peeping game. And they was real they was real fast to get her them out of there real quick so they could rob Mike. Because they it was easy to rob Mike because Mike wasn't that smart. And maybe Robin them was coming in there, you know, Robin them might you know, might have been like, Yeah, we've got to get this coins but they also saw how massively he was being cheated, you know, all the way around. So this is sort of like the situation with Jocelyn in this movie. Jocelyn is being cheated all the way around. I mean, cheated in some ways, not, you know, but she's making bad decisions, too, because there's so much going on around her. But she's also going to the dark side to a different kind of figure who sees the game, too. You know what I'm saying? But got his own shit in mind, right? So it just says you just have to be always discerning about people who come in and out your life and stuff. But there was this scene tonight where they were, you know, where they was trying to figure out who this dude was that was around her. Now check this out. This is some wild shit. Okay, this is how this is how the game that she worth so much money. Listen to this. She worth so so this is for you young girls out you girls out there who be trying to get at them rappers. <laughs> and them singers and stuff like that. Let me just tell y'all, okay, I'm trying to give y'all gum Y'all should watch The Idol to give you some game, okay? I ain't saying that it's exactly this, but it will give you some game. 
you trying to get around them rappers and stuff, listen, they was already doing background checks on his ass, okay? They had already said, oh, yeah, he he's this dude. He's this club owner. He owned, they was already talking among themselves. He uh, he has a lot, you know, he owns all kind of debt, owes all kind of debts across town and everything. They had already did their homework waiting for him, ready for him. The people around her had already did the homework on him, okay? Because they don't want them him messing with their money. You got man, y'all got to check out the item. So it's just know this, girls, okay? If you starting to move in on dude, okay, and you did, you really like him, you like damn, he, you know, I like him and stuff. Damn, all this, you know, this, uh, this fame and all that. But tr- trust me, heifer, they running you through the, uh, the 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 people around them is running you through the uh, game, and dudes, you too with these girls out here, they running you through the system. Talking about well, now, who is this? All right, already trying to stab, they sabotaging you early. <laughs> you ain't coming in must have nobody's money. That's why they like other. That's why they like them to be with other celebrities. <laughs> that's why I get the game now. You get the game because why? Because they know them people. You know, like I know them. So if they cheating, if somebody cheating somebody and something, you come in here and you smart and shit. That's why I said about Monique. This is another sidebar, okay? I got it. Because I, I love this show because to me it, it could go so so far so good, okay? I don't know if it's going to go bad, but so, so far so good. But you could apply this to any group of people. It's like Monique's husband, okay? Monique's husband might mean well about her, but what he shouldn't, you got to always remember. First of all, it's never, ladies, it's always, ladies, celebrities, it's always bad to make your man your manager. I've told y'all this on here before. We're going to talk about Mary J. Blige today. I'm going to explain to y'all again why. Okay, it's never good to have your man his manager because your man, because you married a dude who wasn't shit. You know, I mean, not, not, I ain't gonna say he wasn't shit. I mean, he just didn't have it like you had it, and you trying to make him feel good by giving him a job, ladies. That never works. Okay, I'm just telling y'all, it never works. It never works. It make it actually makes it work. But in those cases, like Monique, I think he means well with Monique. But you got to, you got to be the person that looks like you up front. Like your husband can be can be out here giving you advice and stuff, but he needs to do it from behind the scenes, like way behind the scenes. And you look like you're the person coming up with it. Because otherwise, they'll zone in on his ass. You know what I'm saying? Every, you know what I'm saying? Every, every, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You know, so that's what happened, I felt like, with Monique, is that they start zoning in on, you know what I'm saying, on her husband because, you know, because she's like, daddy, daddy, daddy said, what you say, daddy, and all that stuff. And it put him out there and made him vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But this show, I don't think Tedris is a good character, okay, who plays The weekend. but it's gonna, he's going to exert a lot of power. And pri- pri- partly the reason why is that that is is because in some ways, he is good for her to help her to know herself and exert herself, but then the game is that she's going to have to exert herself from him, okay? I think that's going to be the, So this is a very interesting show, The Idol with Weekend. It's from the guy who I believe wrote uh, uh, Euphoria. Um, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. And I want to just, I mean, I just say right now, The Weekend. He's doing that, okay? He's playing that character, okay? <laughs> oh, and I love the lady on there, the bigger black lady. I forget her name. Oh, she's real good in it, too. Every, the cast is good, okay? The cast is dope, okay? It's really a good show so far, okay? 
like it. Man, the idol. So y'all got to check it out, okay? So that's my rant, my early rant. <laughs> for my for the newest show that we probably gonna I'm probably gonna be talking about weekly on here because you know we talk about celebrity and pop culture. So hey, we'll start talking about the idol since Power's gone and Secession's had its final bow. So now we will start on the idol because I just like to be oh so it's so good it's everything sex drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> Drugs. I mean, they got them, they got them sniffing cocaine, all kind of stuff, you know? Like, oh, my God. You know, I remember my mom, me and my mom was like, and mom was like, my mom was like, yeah, cocaine was like a thing. We In the 80s, we used to do it like normal. I'm like, really? She said, yeah, but she said, you know, I tried a couple times. I just wasn't interested. I was like, ugh. I mean, it, but they say it so lightly, you know, like, like any, <laughs> I'm telling my mama's business. My mom's like, ah! <laughs> but in the, you know that in the eighties and the seventies that was like a thing like it was like like to in my I came up in the age of just say no so I really took that stuff seriously when I was in school <laughs> just now so I mean, but I can't believe it's people that's just actually just they, like in Hollywood it's just so normal they just like, you know what I'm saying it's not enough. I mean, just knowing now, I'd be scared. You know, I'd be scared that after I run out of money for cocaine, comes the crack. And I don't want to be on no crack. I'm too cute for crack. I can't get it. I can't get why y'all just be out there selling cocaine and stuff like it's normal. I don't get it. I just uh, I know the pressure is deep. But damn, oh, God, I hope I never get in that mindset where I feel like cocaine is the answer. But they yeah, they were sniffing it like it was like it was like it was nothing. Like it was just fun. Like it was just a like it was like having a, 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 a a, a glass of a glass of drink or something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They was acting like it was like a alcoholic beverage, like a beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Crazy, but y'all t- I, y'all check out Idol, and it may give you listen. It may give you some empathy for your favorite artist that you see. Like, I was thinking to myself, you know, there was this part, this scene where she was filming this video, and I think I skipped over that. I meant to say, talk about this. But there's a part in Idol where she, today, the second scene, where she's filming this video, and she's going, like, first she just is not getting it because she's not happy with what she's doing. You know, like I told you, I don't think Beyonce like Renaissance. Remember I told y'all here I don't think Beyonce like Renaissance? I still don't think Beyonce. I know I've seen the Renaissance earrings. When y'all send me, send me that crap? No, I still don't think Beyonce like Renaissance. I think she's trying to talk herself because she needs this tour money, okay? Inflation's high out here. Beyonce needs her money, too. she got to pay them taxes, okay? So, yeah, so there was this part in the show where the Jocelyn character is doing a video, she's literally went to a, through another shoot, and uh, she she nails this one shoot. Finally, she nails it because it took a lot for her to conjure up to want to even do it because she's not feeling this song or whatever. She's not feeling the whole concept of the video or anything. So when she goes back to, like, she's, everybody's clapping and saying, yeah, you know, you did good. The person, the director says, I'm sorry, Josh, I'm sorry. It was all out of focus. She's just looking like she about, she's just about to break down and cry. And I'm like, I would have cussed that. I would have said, but here's, that's your problem that's out of focus, okay? 
You should have been a you should have caught that. I'm going. I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to take these shoes. Now, when I young young Carlotta wouldn't have did that. Young Carlotta would have been kind of. Now, nah, maybe she would. I don't know. About 25, 26, I probably would be doing that, baby. But but the 24 year old, 22 year old, I would probably be like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? But that's why they pick. Like I said, that's why they pick little young. But I would took off my shoes and everything. Said, I don't know what you about to do, but I'm about to go home. I see y'all. <laughs> right. But so she goes back up there, she's breaking down, she's having a nervous breakdown, and then she pulls off her shoes, feet bloody, okay? Because you know in them heels, you know, really, them helpers be dying dancing up there in them heels, okay? No, no, this is real life. They show the real stuff. Her leg wrapped, her feet all wrapped up in bandages and stuff because she's been running around trying to look sexy for the video, dancing and dancing. And they're like, oh, my God, everybody's like, and literally even the regular people, like, you know, the people who are, like, you know, her team who's hell on wheels but there to push the narrative, tell her to keep going and stuff, they looking like even, like, kind of tears come to their eyes. They're like, damn, what the hell? Like, they, it's too much, right? And so then she's like, she pulls up and she starts crying, like, and she's kind of calling out for her dead mom. And they come to her and say, did you just call for your mom? And she's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm, you know, she said, I didn't, my mom died a year ago. But you can see she's having a nervous breakdown, okay? And so one of the managers come up. Now, during the thing, let me just say this is how cold the world is, okay? This is, some cold, this is how cold show business is. So it's one of the dancers, the mean, one of the dancers who's performing with her in the background, you know, they checking her out. One of the managers is checking her out because she'd see Josh and been breaking down and stuff. And she said, who's that girl back there? And they they like, oh, she's, you know, she's one of the dancers. She said, she's the best dancer out there. Can she sing? <laughs> like, already trying to replace her, right? <laughs> Oh, it's terrible, right? And so, but jo- but meanwhile, coming back to Joshua, she's having this breakdown, right? And they send her home, but it's just like she's so fragile. And it makes you think, like, I, I said, dang, you know, like when I talk about Beyonce out here with that toe, and because I, I saw some more footage from Renaissance, and she was, they was helping her, like, walk around the stage. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on now. <laughs> They kind of helped her up. I don't know what was going on. But I was like, you don't know. I know she a Virgo because I know them Virgos, you know, they overdo it. And I know them toes. She might be some artist like that. She may have had that while she was going on when she was young and stuff like that. So it gives you it gives you a sense of empathy for artists younger, for artists and what they go through, okay, in that entertainment industry. Now, probably for Beyonce, hopefully, luckily enough, she had Matthew and Tina. I don't know, because still they may not have did no good, but she had Matthew and Tina there for protection, so it may not have been. It's, you know, it's very different for people who come into that industry and don't have any protections or don't have any family and don't have any people to look at out for you that you can trust, okay? So it is a great show. Y'all should check it out, The Idol. Uh, I think it comes I don't know when it comes on. Is it, is it is Sunday night? Sunday nights are sometime, but y'all got to look it up yourself. HBO, HBO Max, okay? Definitely check it out. Okay. Now, when we come back, we're about to get into this news out in the street. We're going to talk about how Asians, some Asian people, are wanting to get rid of affirmative action. We got to talk about um, the Trump indictment. Uh, China racism about Little Mermaid. We got so man, we got so much. We got to talk about Mary J. Talking about this debt and prenup shell. That's what, I mean. that's, what, that's what I'm gonna tell y'all about why your man should not be your manager. Okay.
Okay, okay, y'all know, y'all know what it is out here. I've had this talk with y'all girls before. Okay, don't make your man, your man is not your manager. I mean, it's just, it, you'll have all kind of crap if you do that. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. That's what you've been with him like 45 years or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, so we're going to kick it off with seven days in study June, because it is June. Jamira Kwai, it's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, y'all. I'll be back in the in a moment. It's late night hot topics on Sunday. Be back in a moment.
Kaylee Ray. One of my favorites. Rick Closer. I love that song. Okay. So I was talking about before we went on break, um, the idol. And I forgot I didn't round out my story, but what I was saying about conjuring up Dinks and Idris, conjuring up the spirit of the devil to play. He was trying to conjure up the spirit of the devil to play kind of Franklin Saint. But listen, remember, Lucifer likes being pretty. He's an angel of light. He comes as an angel of light. You never want to play an ugly character right off. So he would definitely play this character that um, that the weekend plays. <laughs> he, he would play the weekend. He would play the character in the weekend, the teacher's character, <coughs> who comes, excuse me, with great ideas and see and move smooth and everything like that. But it's when you get to know him, then you see the true <laughs> element of his nature. But the devil comes with that energy. It's like a beautiful energy. The devil does not move in ugly energy. That's what, so when you ask him for the devil, you got me made known. She's going to be here like, yeah, no, nah, I don't do that. You know, my demons do, but I don't. I do pretty. <laughs> I do pretty evil. <laughs> That's what he does, okay? All right, so, uh, yeah, but y'all, man, so much to talk about out in these shoes. Oh, and I forgot to give y'all my it's a word for the week, because I did have one. I'm going to talk about the idol. Y'all can tell I really like it, right? Y'all know how I be doing when I like something? I be really talking about it out here, okay? But let me give y'all y'all it's a word for this week, okay? It's simple. It's a simple one. Uh, oh, God, I got to pull it up. I don't know why I don't got it up. I got it up? Okay, let me pull it up. It is a quote I saw this week. I really like it. Okay? I think it's a great quote. You know, I say this for myself, too, you know? But it just reminds you about what love is, okay? Love, you can tell somebody all day. People can say all day about how much they love a person or how much they care for people or, or how much they care about a project or they care about or friendship, relationship, or all kind, of, all kinds of things. But this quote I love that thought it says, "Love is not what you say; love is what you do." I love that quote. Okay, love is not so. With people this year, and this is this is some 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 of the action I'm putting into my life. When people say, you know, they care for you, they love you, or they this and that, or they want to do stuff for you, or they are they, are they, are people, and I'm saying the same thing with myself to people because I'm holding myself accountable too, you know what I'm saying? Because I could be saying, you can say stuff, but then you don't show people how you really feel or how you really care about them. You got, it's love is not just a word. Love is, is full of action. Love is full of, of, of movement and how you care for a thing and how you approach a thing, okay? So that's why I say love is love is not what you say, love is what you do. So that's how it's a word for this week, okay? All right, so let's get into this about this Asian Americans hold mixed views on affirmative action. This is from pewresearchcenter.org. 
It says most are skeptical of considering race and ethnicity in college admissions, okay? Has the, US, has the U.S. Supreme Court prepared to decide whether colleges can continue to consider race and ethnicity in admissions? A new national survey of Asian adults find that Asian Americans have mixed views of affirmative action and related issues. On one hand, about half of Asian adults who have heard of affirmative action, 53%, say it is a good thing, while 19% say it is a bad thing, and 27% say they don't know whether affirmative action is good or bad. On the other hand, about three-quarters of all Asian adults, 76%, say race or ethnicity should not factor into college admissions decisions. While not all Asian Americans have heard of affirmative action, most have. Nearly three in four, 74%, say they have heard the phrase before with the awareness varying some across Asian demographic subgroups. About eight in 10 Filipino, 83%, and Japanese, 82% adults say they have heard the phrase compared with only 57% of Vietnamese Americans. Meanwhile, 91% of the U.S.-born Asians say they have heard the phrase affirmative action while 67% of Asian immigrants say they have. Even if not all Asian adults have heard the phrase affirmative action, action, support for the general concept among Asians spans education, immigration, age, and other demographic subgroups, according to the National Survey of 7,600, 7,006 uh, U.S. Asian adults conducting in six languages between July 5th, 2022 and January 7th, 2023, okay? Uh, by contrast, there's no significant difference between U.S.-born Chinese adults and other U.S.-born Asians in their view of affirmative action. Among those who have heard of the phrase, similar share, it has a good thing, okay? Um, let's see. Differences in views among Asian adults reflect the demographic diversity of the nation's Asian population. Among those aged 25 and older in 2019, a higher share of Asian Americans than U.S. adults overall have a bachelor's degree or higher, 54% versus 33%, according to Pew Research Analysis of 2019 American Survey. However, educational attainment varies significantly by ethnic origin groups. Among the six most populous groups, Indian Americans have the highest share of college degree holders, while Vietnamese Americans have the lowest, okay? Um, So a lot of uh, uh, the majority of Asian Americans say race. Majority of Asian Americans say race shouldn't be a factor in college admissions. It's a really good article. Comparison with other Americans, uh, U.S. adults who have heard of affirmative action are more likely to say it's good than bad. Um, and you know, compare Asian Americans. I mean, you know, let me just say this about talk of, talking about affirmative action. And this to me is what America's um, great sin they never corrected, which was slavery. Okay, America didn't just do slavery. America introduced race and slavery and racism and segregation and um, violence and um, abuse. And um, many things were done to African Americans. Um, but when they when it came time to correct it, first they did the forty acres and you know, and they never gave that. Then they they then they started introducing civil rights, okay? And civil rights was not 
was not just directed at the people who did the wrong. They started making it for everybody, even people who weren't, you know, who may have had some racial issues done against them, but not, they never addressed the civil rights movement became a movement about immigrants. Uh, eventually, eventually now it is about immigrants, white women, and black people, the very people who were affected more than any other group by race and slavery in America has never had a redress, in my personal opinion, for, for the crimes of slavery. Okay? And um, when you have these other cultures who come into the country, because a lot of people say, well, look at these other cultures coming in here. They do good. Well, a lot of times you, what you don't understand is there's a lot of things going on there. A lot of times there's, uh, uh, they have other countries that assure that uh, um, that have they back, their, their people's back when they come here, that America has to work with these other groups and stuff like that. I'm eating y'all here. Y'all know how I be doing. It's like, I'll be on the radio. Y'all know I'm missing, right? But America has had these other groups. They, they, have, to, they, have, they have to work with their country, assure that they, those people are okay over here. And a lot of times they're they're giving things like help in different ways and stuff like that that Black America traditionally hasn't been helped, you know, and haven't um, been given those things. So to me, those other groups come in here with the idea of America being the home of the free, the home of the brave. They know little about slavery and its effects, but they don't know the true. A lot of them usually don't know the true history of blacks in America and the and the problems that stem from racism and slavery. And they tend to come into the country, some people, in my personal opinion, with a view through the lens of white supremacy from what they've seen on TV, what they've seen about this group, and they don't tend to understand it. And they come in the ideas, they want to be like us in terms of entertainment and hip-hop and all that stuff, but they don't want to be like us in terms of, uh, of uh, the, the white man is more than who you want to look up to for success. And oftentimes these groups, no offense to them, but sometimes they'll send them to the black neighborhoods, they won't send them to white neighborhoods and stuff because they don't want you competing with them, but they'll send them in these black neighborhoods and stuff like that and they'll give them, you know, they give them a base for entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and everything like that. And they'll become the new subculture, you know, to white, to white people, not all the time. And then they'll, have, they'll start to look at black people through the lens of white supremacy. And they'll say things like, well, they don't need affirmative action, not understanding the history of America and what was done to black people and not understanding why black American people need a redress, right? So <clears throat> it is a very interesting thing. I'm not surprised because a lot of Asian people are feeling like, you know, that they're, the reason they're not getting college is because of affirmative action. But I'll tell you this, it's more than likely that a black person is not keeping you out of those colleges. Affirmative action, unfortunately, has been used to benefit white women more than anybody, right? Um, The only conservative that I heard address this the correct way, let me see if I can pull it up, was Ann Coulter. Ma'am, 
Any culture, uh, let me see. Um, said something very interesting not not too long ago. And I'm going to try to look it up here so we can talk about it. Ann Coulter said a very interesting thing that I think people forget. She said this almost, uh, this was years ago, Ann Coulter did. Um, and Ann Coulter is one of the people that, I, you know, I, I'm not a big Ann Coulter fan. It's just like um, Candace Owens. I'm not a big Candace Owens fan, but... Ann Coulter was right on something she said years ago on, um, on uh, what was it? I think it was a Meet the Press. No, it's ABC, the press. I forget what it was. But she said something, said something that was pretty deep. So I'm going to let y'all hear it. There is the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow laws. We don't owe the homeless. We don't owe feminists. We don't owe women who are desirous of having abortions, but that's or or gays who want to get married to one another. That's what civil rights has become for much of the left. It dropped flat after five minutes. Immigrant rights are not civil rights. Um, no, I think civil rights are for blacks. See, this is essentially the problem, and the Republicans. What have we done to the immigrants? We owe black people something. We have legacy of slavery. Immigrants haven't even been in this country. But you see, most of us are either immigrants or are the descendants of immigrants, and well, we understand that we understand not everybody there are Native Americans there, but we understand in this country. We understand in this country that that kind of self deportation, making things so difficult uh, for immigrants, for undocumented immigrants, uh, that they have to leave, or the dream. You know, for vetoing, uh, threatening to veto the Dream Act, which is what Romney has said. I mean, and again and again, we have Governor Romney, who is basically taking a position that is anti a large and the fastest growing segment of the electorate. And, and here's the thing if, if Republicans don't do something with immigration, and if Republicans are so far away from, from Latinos, they're going to lose not only this election, uh, they might lose. Uh, the White House for generations. Well, that's and, and why they're dropping the blacks and moving on to the
Yeah, I always remember that. They were the Dixiecrats, the Democrats. You remember who the Democrats was? The Democrats was the Democrats was the uh, the uh, was the party that was for segregation. They just changed in the sixties after the New Deal. The Democrats were the ones who 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 were re- partly the reason for failed Reconstruction. Now, a lot of black uh, Democrats like to say, well, the party's kind of changed, and now the black Democrats are sort of like the, the Democrats are sort of like the now the, the old Republicans, the Lincoln Republicans. No, they're not. And the Lincoln Republicans weren't that great either. That's why I say you ain't got no friends, but they was better than the Democrats. The Democrats are your enemies. And and culture told y'all this years ago, saying the civil rights movement, the only people we owe is the people is black Americans? We had a we have a history of and culture's a conservative, a straight staunch conservative. Okay, who said we only owe black people? Who? What you just got here? What we owe you? How you riding off the piggyback? People who come over here with a country has a legacy. We didn't have no. We were stolen from our land. Okay, and this became our country, and we built this country. And people come over here and they come, they constantly come, they come in the eyes of white supremacy because white supremacy says, I'm going to look at them, 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 is the, them, them black people is the lazy Negroes. They want something for free. Remember that Jamaican chick last week was saying, we got people in the diaspora believing this shit, okay? You had, remember you had the lady in Jamaica I played last week talking about black people in America is used to um, their, uh, what did she say, we are, uh, what was the word she used, we're entitled, we used to getting free shit, we free. We, we we get free stuff. <laughs> they don't know the history of black America. But that's being shaped by the Western, the powers that be in the Western world. And while they're selling the hip-hop and the pop, our R&B and pop cultures all over the time, they also are, uh, are selling other visions of us. And these people come into this country with a vision of us, like we the downside, because they, they want to intend to be like white folks. It's a white, not all white people, I'm not saying all white people are white supremacists, but a lot of white people in America under the white supremacy energy. But they want to benefit from what black America fought for. But the trick was black America, they got you to fight for everybody else, but you at the bottom of the totem pole still, and they meant for that to happen. The Democrats meant for that to happen. They was playing long term. And where are we at today? Okay. We got a problem with Asians coming in here trying to get rid of affirmative action, which you shouldn't have never been. None of them should have been on a white woman. And some people like that should have been on affirmative action anyway. Affirmative action was supposed to be a tool because black people back in the 60s, 70s, and even 80s, constant, and you still have it today, black people were being discriminated against from getting jobs. And they were saying, hey, you got to have so many black people. We know, we know the legacy in this country of 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 hating on black Americans particularly. Not that other races, people from the diaspora didn't have a little bit of fallout from that, but even people in the diaspora moved a little bit better They, if they think you from another place. Like if you think, if you, if you from, uh, if you, you black, but you from uh, the Caribbean, 
look at say how Sidney Portier moved up and Harry Belafonte. No, that's that's partly because they were the lineage, the the, the lineage of Black America. They didn't share that, even though they were uh, they uh, they identified with Black Americans. Partly, some of way the reason they were so easily able to move in Hollywood was a little bit probably because they had a Caribbean background. And so you, this has confused the ideas of affirmative action. And Doctor, who is it that told us about this a, a long time ago? Uh, the man who wrote uh, "Black Labor, White Wealth." I mean, this this was foretold, okay? That these things, these programs and stuff, was going to start getting rid of, and because they don't understand them, and they never should have been been a part of those programs. And maybe if immigrants understood the history more so. More immigrants, not saying some don't, but more immigrants understood what happened to black America. And black Americans, they would understand. And America put this to the forefront and said, hey, we owe these people because these people built the country, these people this and that, and they did it for free. Maybe people would honor us a little bit more. But instead, America doesn't do that. They welfare queens. They this and that. You know, my majority of people that was on welfare was white people. But they this and that. They this and that. Not under and, and a lot of these people from around the world come over with these same thoughts because these are thoughts that's been spread throughout the world. So they come over with these thoughts thinking, oh, black people are this and that. And there's not a respect and an honor to protect the people who are the reason you were able to come over and have the American dream? Because it was the Civil Rights Act that did that. So it's crazy. Crazy. And that's why we got a, a Asians out here today, because they don't understand. They don't, these people do not understand how, how people, how, uh, how that, how the black America was, very instrumental in in in, in post post nineteen sixty five in immigration, but instead Black America treated like trash, and he wanted to get rid of something that helped us because they think it's gonna affect us. But the truth is, you're gonna affect white women more because we ain't affected by affirmative action. Affirmative action didn't help us too much except for the baby boomer group. So very sad, but I wanted to play that with Ann Coulter said. I thought that was very good. If you guys want to read the rest of this article, very interesting article. It is in, oh, let me put it up here. Let me put it, it is the PewResearch.org, I believe. Um, and you can read in uh, uh, the name of the article. It says, uh, the name of the article is Asian Americans Hold Mixed Views Around Affirmative Action, okay? Um, also, let's see what else I want to talk to y'all about out in the streets, okay? Okay, so I saw this this week, and I just was like, are you kidding me? This is this didn't happen, okay? This is, this is When I heard the story, I was like, this is just sad. Have we, as a society, are we just nuts? Are we just gone? Have we just lost our mind? But this is on shaderoom.com. It says, Maryland funeral home director shoots and kills pallbearer at 10-year-old funeral. Okay, 10. Okay, it says, 
A Maryland funeral home director reportedly shot and killed a pallbearer during the burial of a 10-year-old girl who herself died in a drive-by shooting. Ariana Davis was shot while, while she slept in her family's car on Mother's Day, May 14th in Washington, D.C., and later died, according to NBC Washington. Uh, on Tuesday, gunfire broke out as Davis was being buried at Washington National Cemetery in Suitland. I'm so traumatized that this happened at my daughter's burial site. I didn't even get to lay her down, even to put her in the ground, and another incident happened. This is so traumatizing to me. My my children, my whole family, it's trauma after trauma, her mother, Antoinette Belt, told the outlet. The owner of Compassion and Serenity Funeral, Funeral Home, Wilson Chavez, reportedly killed 30-year-old Ronald Banks. Banks was serving as a pallbearer at Ariana's funeral, the outlet reports. Police say the 48-year-old Chavez shot Banks due to his intervening in a business dispute with the latter's Freeman's funeral services. Ariana's cousin was also shot in the leg amidst the gunfire, according to the belt. The preacher who was, re- who was Ariana's uncle was not injured. Fox 5 DC reports that the grave site Chavez confronted the funeral pastor and another uh, person associated with Freeman Funeral Service. I'm here for all you listen to this. I'm here for all you bitch ass nigg niggas is probably what Chavez yelled at the pastor, according to court documents you by WUSA. I own this body. He added, this ain't your fucking funeral home before reportedly pushing and spitting the pastor. A handful of funeral attendees then confronted Chavez, prompting him to draw a firearm and fired two shots before driving away from the scene, according to police. Cops arrested him and took him into custody minutes later per Washington. Chavez is charged with first and second degree murder. He was also charged uh, with uh, attempted first and second degree murder. Uh, in court Wednesday, Fox DC learned that the head of Freeman's Funeral Service filed for a temporary peace order against uh, Chavez last month. The pastor, Ariana's uncle, was reportedly one of those employees listed as requiring a protection order against Chavez. Chavez allegedly threatened and harassed uh, the company over the phone and text. He similarly threatened an employee there regarding the incident, an incident two years ago. Um. This is so sad, okay? And meanwhile, the young girl who who was killed, there was nobody arrested in her death for her drive-by shooting, okay? So um, I'm getting, what I'm getting here is uh, let's see. Police say Chavis uh, shot due, due to his intervening in a business dispute. Uh, Ariana's cousin, let me put the owner of Compassion and Serenity Funeral Home. Okay, so it was some sort of business dispute. This person was so messed up, and this is why I tell y'all, you're not dealing with regular things. It's not just about gun violence. I, I understand what y'all think, but this is this is demonic energy. This person came to a child's funeral. Her family, her family was burying her. She's 10 years old old they're already traumatized already messed up and here come this fool at the funeral arguing over some business over some money while this woman's trying to put her child in the ground and start shooting could have damaged one of her other family members or her other children just great this is the kind of world 
sick. Y'all sick. Some of y'all need help. Some of y'all out here, and y'all know y'all becoming cake, powder kids. Like, y'all know y'all angry. Y'all know y'all got a lot of ish going on in your head. And y'all know you on the verge of losing your mind. I'm sure this man knew he was on the verge of losing it, but now he done went over into La La Land. He getting ready to go jail for life. Some of y'all need to get y'all spirit man and y'all man together and get y'all anger together. This is crazy. So you can have some discernment and know, hey, this ain't the time to discuss business. And the person he shot and killed wasn't even in the dispute. He was just saying, hey, this man, this is a funeral. Which I wouldn't have done. Anybody would have did that was there. Say, hey, have some respect. This is a 10-year-old child's funeral. Sad. And they should put him under the jail. See, when we, listen, when we allow ourselves, and I was just, today I was talking about this. Sometimes in our lives, there are things that, God just will, will try to give us warnings about, it. you know, our health, our state of mind spiritually, our, 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 our friends, our relationships, our families and stuff like that. And God will be patient with you. You know what I'm saying? God's a patient guy. He will, he will be patient. But then, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we just keep ignoring that little still voice and won't get no help, won't get certain things done, won't do it. and then we got to face the hard music. And then we be mad and angry at God, but we, I be like, God be like, I, I tried to tell you, I, I, I sent you, fine. You didn't want to listen. So what I just say is that man probably wasn't listening to the side of him for a long time to go to some child's funeral and shoot up the people at the funeral. This is what the world we living in. We living, we living in peace. We living in a world where people are at, uh, are, have a lack of peace and are at, are, are lack peace within themselves and are, and at, and are at war with themselves daily. And don't listen to still quiet voices in their, in their in their spirit telling them you need to calm down. You need to take a rest. Maybe you need some therapy. Maybe you need to go get some help. Maybe you need to listen to that. You don't listen. He's saying to my dang on self, too. You got to listen sometimes. You got to listen to that, that voice inside you and calm down. I put this story in here because it shows the state of the world, like the state of people just being at war. This man was at war with himself to do something so dumb and to not realize that you, you, you see where you at? And when you're at war with yourself and you, sometimes we always be at war, a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? It's just mankind. But when you get so far gone sometimes, when I heard, I heard, I was listening to Bishop Noel Jones today. He was at um, uh, Bishop Jake's uh, Thursday thing. And he said, he said something about that when people uh, don't have hope, they become homicidal, suicidal. I was like, <laughs> because people start lacking. There's nothing to live for. When you see a person with no hope, you got to be, you got to start watching yourself because you got to be like, woo. You know, I remember having a friend years ago. I had a friend, and uh, she's telling me this story. 
she was she was dating this person. She had been with him for a long time. They had been living together. And that morning, this particular we had some. I'm not gonna say what it was, but we had a situation where we were supposed to meet up together. Where we we did, and she was this person was late. And she told me she said, "Hey, you know, I'm having problems and stuff like that." I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, he tried to." He tried to stop me from leaving, you know, he pulled out a gun, and he threatened to kill himself. And I remember looking at her, she said, I said, I had to talk about it. I said, I said, hold on. I said, he what? She told me in. I said, in front of your child? She said, yeah. I said, girl, I said, you need to get out of that. And she said, no, he he was trying to hurt himself. He won't hurt me. I said, no. I said, yes, he will. I said, because he don't care nothing about himself. He sure ain't going to care about y'all. Anybody willing to take themselves out? Because he done lost hope. You, you, you get your stuff, then you go get away. Okay? Get away. Because that food is it's a food. When people done lost hope for themselves, when they start threatening, some women think that's cute. You know what I'm saying? They think that's a sign. And, and, and sometimes, you know, some people don't want to hurt other people and they end up hurting just themselves and stuff. But when you got somebody who will do it to manipulate you, do it in front of your child or your front, that means that person, that person, that person ain't ain't gonna ain't gonna care about you, cause they don't care about your mental state. They don't care about your child. They'll they'll take you out. So that's why you have to pay attention. You have to be paying attention to spiritually what's going, being aware of, of of people and things around you, because when you have a state of hopelessness. And when people around you have a state of hopelessness, they be they be they be mad out in this world, and that's that's the situation that man was in. Very sad story. Very sad story. Prayers for the young lady who lost her family. Prayers for the people who lost their family at the funeral. Just terrible. Okay. All right, so I saw this really cute uh, little meme this week. It was a, par- a parent showing their kid, showing their daughter. They took their daughter to Paris, and they said, showing our daughter the world so she's not impressed when your little son takes her to Miami. <laughs> and they both look at the screen. They pointing at the Eiffel Tower, and then both of the parents turn around looking at the screen like, hmm, like, yeah, like just we letting her know what's up. I Listen, let me tell you something. I love this. A lot of y'all was hating, talking about you teaching her how to be a gold digger and all that stuff. I said, no, she, they are arming her, letting her know that you don't just be impressed with things. You can have all the things in the world because it's a lot of men, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people who will impress you with things. You know what I'm saying? They'll impress you. They'll do it. Remember Tinder Swindler? I, I love the tender swindlers. You, you just taking them women on planes. They ain't never been no private planes. And, you know, that's why I had a mile high got club, uh, club probably got started. Some women got impressed. <laughs> you know what it was, okay? So, listen, I love this. I love this. You, I, listen. I, I was saying, this reminded me when I was little, see, it wasn't that deep, you know, no, I didn't have no parents and that, you know, my grandparents didn't have one on like that, but I remember I had this little boyfriend, right, I was going to uh, California for the summer or something for a couple of months to visit my uncle, <laughs> I had a little boyfriend, and he came over with his watch watch, because <laughs> watch watches was real popular, you know, in the little 80s, like 81. <laughs> 
And back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Probably in 82 or 83, right? He had his little smart watch. And so I was like, he said, yeah, I want you to hold it for a while when you go gone or something like that. We probably about 11, 12 or so. Well, we, till you come back or something like that. I was like, oh, that's so cute or whatever. Uh, and I wasn't thinking about it, right? So I had to, when I got hung, I threw that swatch watch. You know, I threw it up on my dresser or whatever. My grandma was laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing ever, right? So she told my grandpa, right? <laughs> and my papa was saying, this one is actually so y'all, listen here. I know I got all kind of racism. So y'all know I say Negro sometimes over here. But my grandpa said, cut a little Negro up or whatever. And tell him to come, come back here and get that swatch watch. We we don't need his watch watch. You got about two or three of them up there. You don't need his watch watch. <laughs> ain't nothing. We ain't impressed by swatch watches over here. We got two or three of them up there. So they tell him to come get his little swatch watch. But you know what? I wasn't impressed. I had threw it up on the dresser. It wasn't. It wasn't that I was being. But my grandfather was saying he, which he always used to tell me, ain't nothing they can't get you that we can't. Ain't nothing we can't, you, you you ain't got to be out there doing that. If you need it, if you need something, something, come talk to me. If you need this and that, you ain't got to do that. You ain't got to be like these little girls out here uh, uh, with a, going, uh, going with somebody for an uh, 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 outfit. You got uncles, aunties, you got cousins, you got everybody that can buy you an outfit. You don't be impressed by no outfit. I love these pants because that's, that's the same energy these pants in. Saying, hey, when your little, I, I even heard Will Smith say that one time. He talked about Jada Pinkett. And he said it was nothing that he could do on the surface to impress her. Because she had already, she, first of all, she, she, had, she had a little bit of her own money. I mean, I like being impressed. Don't get me wrong now. Don't tell us women want to be impressed. Don't, I'm not trying to say don't. But they're saying that, you, that sometimes, like a lot of times, the girls who don't have money or girls who grew up in the hood or grew up in hood spaces and stuff like that, sometimes it's jokers. And it's not just the girls that grew up in the hood because if you see Tinder Swindler, it's people who grew up with less means or sometimes and stuff like that. And men, not only men, but sometimes mostly men, are you able to use these these things to seduce and trick people into liking people just, you know, because they've never been impressed by that level of lifestyle or whatever. And sometimes women get, who haven't had anything get so impressed by it that they don't, they tend to not see the other stuff going on. It's like, oh, he took me out on a yacht. Oh, he took me on a private jet. And trust me, you take me on a private jet, I'm going to be impressed, okay? Yeah, that ain't, I'm going to be impressed. I'm going to be impressed, but it ain't going to be, you know, it ain't going to be, I'm a person that, I mean, I'm not going to be that impressed. I'm going to be still looking. You know what I'm saying? But but I would, but most, but some women will be so impressed, like on Tinder Swindler, till they give it up. You know, they're like, they like, yo, this is sexy, you know, and, and everything. But they're trying to say, hey, hold up. Don't let somebody get you out of Paris or at a little Miami or something, and you be like so impressed. Oh, he took me to Miami, girl. <laughs> and you be ready to give it all away. You know what I'm saying? So I love this. I thought that was dope. I didn't understand what y'all was talking about teaching her how to be a gold digger. No, it's teaching her how to raise her standards, baby. You got to come more than with a trip to Paris. I've been to Paris. Okay, my mama then took me to Paris. That's how she's going to be. She's going to be talking. I've been to Paris. I was, my daddy didn't take me to Paris when I was three. <laughs> you ain't going to be coming with her with anything, okay? I love that. Love that. Love it. Shout out to those teachers. Huh? They were on the grill. Shout out to them. I thought that was to- totally cool, okay? So I get it. 
and more parents and more people should do, uh, you know, should be should be treating their little girls like, in some senses, giving them the thing to look at things different. Like, you ain't got to do no shady stuff for a trip to Paris. You know what I'm saying? If you just want to. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's crazy right here. Anyway. Okay. So, y'all hear about the Little Mermaid, okay? China is having a problem with the Little Mermaid, okay? It's it's so crazy. This is this thing. When I saw These young people be jocking our culture, black people's culture in China. Y'all be trying to sing like us. Y'all be trying to rap. Y'all be, they don't, they said people who I know that been in China to tell me they, they love, they, they love black American culture. And a lot of y'all, when y'all come over here uh, 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 to these immigrant, and I'm not talking about our Chinese, I'm just saying, when some of y'all come over here to immigrate into America, first place y'all want to come stay is in black American uh, 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 places and stuff like that. Sell your shit, sell your hair. All kind of shit, black community support your asses, okay? Sell y'all bad Chinese Chinese food, some of y'all, not all y'all, but some of y'all, Chinese food, and and, and, uh, uh, sell uh, y'all bad fried chicken and stuff. And then, but black people in the hood will support y'all. But uh, y'all got y'all trying to be and be supportive of Chinese people, helping to help you change and get rich in Black America. Okay, even though they be some of the most racist, not all Chinese, but a lot of y'all who be setting up shop in the Black community, so be some of the most racist, vile, vile people to Black Americans. Okay, so it didn't surprise me when I heard this. Hollywood has a China problem. The world's second largest, this is from MSN.com, U.S. News, okay? It says, the world's second largest economy has become one of the biggest markets for big-budget Hollywood films, but a racially charged backlash against Disney, The Little Mermaid, is just the latest example of the price film studios can pay if they offend Chinese sensibilities. Chinese state media and Meetsons have condemned the casting of Haley Bailey, who is black as Princess Ariel, echoing some Americans who have expressed anger that the Atlanta-born actress does not resemble the light-skinned character of the 1989 animated film or the 1837 fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen. When the beautiful when the beautiful stories that have accompanied countless children's childhoods become arenas for racial conflict, they lose their meaning and become devoid of romance and fantasy, replaced by arguments about skin color, said the tabloid, insisting that such casting controversies were not driven by racism, but lazy, irresponsible storytelling. The blowback, much of it overly, overtly racist, has played out among ordinary Chinese film girls online. On social media platforms such as Sina Weibo, some users have criticized Bailey's appearance and her black facial features. Okay, and know this. These, a lot of Chinese people, not all, some Chinese people, some Asian people across the Asian world have some white, they have some white supremacy ways. Some of them be trying to widen their eyes and look more white and all that stuff. So, you know, they got to, they, so they adopt white supremacy idealism. Okay, so, so they, you know, says, but they say other Chinese comments, even against themselves. Other Chinese commentators online left more positive reviews with the post with the poster on the film site Mayon 
saying that Bailey's appearance made little difference to the children, and she represented Princess Ariel's most essential character trait, a brave spirit. Well, see, now, see, there's some good Chinese people trying to say, hey, we ain't all about that life. But she said, why China does not have the same racial history or politics has the U.S. audience still are sensitive to how racist portrayed in Hollywood films, said Chinese-born YouTuber Yo, Yo Zhang, who follows Chinese and Chinese news and culture from Canada. Traditional Chinese beauty standards emphasize pale skin and large round eyes. Remember, that's what I'm telling you. Why? Who? What? 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 Who they doing that to? Who? 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 They ain't got no large pale skin. They got pale skin different. Uh, they got some. Some of them do, but they don't got no wide round round eyes. Okay, so they base their beauty standards off of uh, Western culture too. Okay, it's crazy. Okay, there's no correct li- way of looking at the film. They told Al Nigeria. But in China, there's a 100% correct way to understand it. Zane compared the backlash to the public's reaction to supermodel Luan, whose small eyes and high cheekbones were deemed unattractive in China, but gained her renowned renown in the West, okay? Although some Chinese bloggers claim Lu's success was a Western ploy to make China look bad by elevating ugly women. See, I don't even like they sell, okay? Okay, so I ain't worrying about nobody who don't like they sell. And be jacking our culture all day, all day jacking black people's culture. All your young people across me up there jacking black hip hop, black American culture, okay, all day long. Hey, and, and y'all arguing about a mermaid. Jeez. When y'all see a mermaid? When any of y'all see real mermaids? You know, sidebar. One of my astrologers people told me in my past life I was from Atlanta. So you know, hey. That's an underground city. If one of my past lives was it, I might have been a mermaid. Because <laughs> I'll be thinking I'm a black mermaid anyway sometimes. You know, I can't swim. <laughs> I just love water, right? I might have been a mermaid. You know, like, y'all ain't never seen no real mermaids. I don't know what color they are. Because ain't no mermaids. But if it is a mermaid, I bet they beard. Fictional. A sea fish. People are crazy. I get back. Man, that this black girl, little black girl out here doing her thing. I heard she did. I heard her. I I've heard so many wonderful reviews. I haven't went to see it yet. Little Mermaid, okay? I've heard tremendous great things about her. I hate talking about something. But they ain't the right color to play the mermaid. Well, what the mermaid supposed to look like? If you, what, you, what mermaid you see tells you what mermaid besides, what was what's Tom Hanks' movie years ago? Splash or whatever. What, who was the movie? Was it Tom Hanks? What's it for? Daryl Hannah or somebody was in here. Was it Splash or something? This is, told y'all what a mermaid was? Shut up. Disney told y'all what a mermaid color a mermaid is. Hey, mermaids ain't even real. You gotta tell me something. Mermaids ain't real so far that we know. Idiots coming talking about punch up her. You ain't the right color to be the mermaid. But yet, Jack and art culture every day. Trying to seem like black people, everything. It's just enough. I can't, I can't deal with it. Get yourself together, Tiny. Get out the good. How y'all gonna take over? Uh, try to be trying to take over Western world, and y'all, y'all, y'all really, y'all, y'all, y'all like white people. Y'all love them. 
Y'all can't take over nothing. You you too crazy, right? You, and that's just not offense to white people, because there's some great white people in the world. You know? I'm just saying the white supremacists. How y'all going to be taking over something when y'all in with the white supremacists? You can't, man. You, you don't know the first rule of white supremacists. I already done for Okay? When we get back, what else I'm supposed to talk to y'all about? What is, did I get all my little first news stories out? Wait, hold on. Let me check. Before we get this break. I talked about the, uh, we haven't talked about Trump indictment yet. Okay, we got to talk about the Trump indictment. Let's go ahead and talk about Trump indictment before I go to break. Okay, Trump got indicted this week. Y'all know the story, okay? I keep telling y'all why they indicted Trump, okay? Trump is a throwback dinosaur. They don't like Trump. Trump is probably going to win in a, lie, a landslide. I mean, it would probably, unless they cheat again, Yes, I said again. I got the right to think they cheated the first time. We ain't no proof for it. No, I know it ain't, but it's my theory. Okay. It's my, just my belief. Okay. And if they didn't cheat in the polls, they cheated by how they hand, they handled the news media and all kind of stuff, okay? Listen, if they can't do that same thing again, Trump will probably win so bad. I can see Trump winning 47 states, about 45. Maybe 43. Okay, I can can see it be a landslide at this point. If they held the election today, it'd be a landslide. I mean, that's why they're trying to put Trump in jail. They're just like, listen, we got to do something with this fool, okay? We can't get these Geminis out here in the street. These Geminis out here. It's Gemini season, too. Y'all invited them in Gemini season? Are y'all crazy? Y'all indicted a Gemini in Gemini season. They some nuts. They so they not smart, are they? A Gemini indictment, Gemini and Gemini season. He's really gonna be out there doing the most. Okay, he he turned this into he turned up. Donald Trump may have been indicted for a second time, but the latest case of mishandling classified documents could present the former president with a home turf advantage as well as some other benefits. This is Donald Trump's sixth reason to be hopeful in indictment case. Plus, not only that, but they found documents at uh, sealed uh, documents at Biden's house too. And check this out: this is the one thing the press ain't saying. None of the media is saying that's so strange about Biden. Biden's ass wasn't even a president. He was the vice president and senator having them documents. How the hell y'all ain't indicting his ass? He wasn't even president and had classified documents. How you gonna have classified documents and you wasn't even the president? That's the kicker. <laughs> he had documents everywhere, too. And they said, well, the difference between Biden and Trump is that Biden was working with the Department of Justice. Well, they said that he was just, Trump was working with them too when they put him under the investigation. What y'all talking about? This fool wasn't even president. Biden wasn't even president yet. And that fool had taken documents home. He took them, they said, at the garage. He had them garage at his house. He had them back in his house over here. He had them like several places. Even documents from when he was a senator, allegedly. Oh, wow. This is why, this is why I know Trump. This is why I know. This is, this is why I know it's political, okay? But anyway, it says, in the 37-count count indictment, Trump is accused of keeping files at his Mar-a-Lago, Florida state, including U.S. nuclear secrets and military plans. They ain't secret military secrets. Ain't no U.S. nuclear secrets. They, they, they just brought that stuff as soon as his, his ass set out, got out of office. He walked out the door. 
and military plans and then and then of and, and of then trying to obstruct the subsequent investigation. The 49-page indictment included a transcription of an audio recording of Trump discussion in July 2021, a highly confidential record with a writer, publisher, two members of the staff at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Former prosecutor Joyce Vance described the tape as a smoking gun evidence against Trump who has denied wrongdoing. However, there are six factors in the case that the former president has in his face. The Florida factor, the Trump's first court appearance will be in Miami, Florida on Tuesday, and the location could play into his hands. Federal jurors in the Sunshine State have a track record of acquitting elected officials based on federal accusations. I don't know about this time. They really, I mean, you know, this is really elite and huge powers that be. You know, this is what I try to tell people. Remember the movie, the show, The Watchmen? People say a lot of times people like to call the movie, the, the, the thing, the Watchmen about the Illuminati or what you perceive as the elite or the Illuminati in the world. And remember there was the one rat squiggly character who tried to put out a lot of the stuff that uh, the Watchmen were doing or something like that. He was like, he was, he seemed like he was on the side of the people. He's kind of a grungy character, but yet he was still a Watchman. That's Donald Trump. Donald Trump's still a Watchman. But he still wanted to help, you know, trying to seem, seem scruggly like he on the side of people, but he's still a watch. Okay, you get what I'm saying? I hope y'all get it later for some of y'all slow people. But it's a good luck finding a Trump supporter finding Trump guilty, added Mandel, whose firm represented one of the defendants connected to the Department of Justice probing the Florida GOP rep, Matt Getz, which closed in February with the decision not to bring charges against the congressman. congressman. The pro- and uh, they're just saying... You're not gonna find judge prior favorable judges prior favorable ruling. Initially, uh, presiding over the case is Judge Alan Cannon, who was appointed to the federal bench uh, by the former president three years ago. Her name was listed on the summons announcing Trump's indictment, indicating she will be in charge of the timing and progression of hearings. Listen, I, and I'm gonna tell y'all why I don't believe none of this because let me stop right here when you talk about judges prior favorable rulings and stuff like that. Listen. They might have picked these people, and this article may be out here, so that if he does get found guilty, oh, well, these were all people who were Trump people. Look, I mean, we were even surprised. No, but people, you can blackmail people every day in this world, okay? You can blackmail a judge. You can, I mean, to do stuff that's out their character, okay? This happens all the time in American politics, in my personal opinion, okay? I believe that. Okay? I believe scandal. Okay? Popularity in this way by legal woes. Uh, cautious support from Ron DeSantis. Uh, Trump 2024 win can make case disappear. Okay, listen, I, y'all don't have to come harder with Trump because Trump is Trump looks like he's gonna be Trump gonna be back Trump coming back for another four, four years, and they really scared of that because Trump is gonna cause some hellfire. Okay, if he come back for four years, okay, Trump gonna do people people who you think people this is is this a real deep state. Deep, no, it is real deep. I believe there's a deep state. Deep state is going, he going to try his best to get deep state, okay? You know, he gonna, for the COVID stuff, he going to rest some head. He going to have to try to arrest people, all kinds of stuff. Y'all know what's coming. They know what's coming. That's why they working real hard trying to keep him out. Y'all don't understand the political aspects of Trump ever being, you know, back in that White House. It's more than just, uh, it ain't really about race. You don't care nothing about that. It's, it, this is This is deeper, okay? So, and it's about it's about globalism in a way that they want America to go, okay? So just my 
personal opinion, all right? All right, so when we get back, child, we got to talk about Mary J, talking about divorce and child, how, how she owed them taxes out in these streets. And, boy, listen here, Ken Do did a number of legends. That's all he might be. I'm just saying what Mary was talking about here in these streets, okay? She talked about how women, you need to have a prenup, okay? We're going to talk about this food robbing people with boxer, a box on the seat. And we got to talk about John Morant out here talking about the gun is a toy. Did I talk about that last week, I think? I think I may have hit it a little bit. I can't get a job today, okay? Okay? Oh, Lord, it's a lot. We got too much going on in the world to be playing with John Morant talking about toy guns. And then we got to talk about this NBA player, Zion. Okay? Up here getting allegedly porn stars pregnant. Child, y'all, listen here. Let me say something. Technology has made it hard for you players, okay? Not players, players, okay? It's hard to play people now. You got to be honest. You got to be honest with these, everybody out in the streets, even the porn stars. You see me? This is not 1982 when Magic Johnson then was out there in the streets, you know, running around, okay? This is 2023. And as Chris Brown says in that song, these hoes like lawyers, okay? <laughs> So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, y'all, we're going to play. Okay, y'all know how I love this song. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Lucky Day, You Want My Love. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Hey. 
Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Carlotta. I am back out in these late night streets doing hot topics. Sunday edition. Okay, so what was we talking about? Child. Okay, let's let's start off with um, what do I want to talk about. Don't want to talk about this fool who was trying to rob somebody with a box on his head. What I'm talking about? It's not a weird. It's the world of somebody just thought he. And you know, you almost if you the police, you know, like if I'm a judge, I should fight for one of them no nonsense judges. I'd be like, you know what you're going to jail for? You're not going to jail for robbing. You ain't even going to jail for wearing the the the, the, the damn box on your head. You just going to be be jail because you were just I feel like you were a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I tap my little gavel. Court adjourned. Put him in jail because he's an idiot. <laughs> oh, God. This is from 6 ABC Action News in Philadelphia. A Florida man don't a unique disguise to burglarize a Miami Garden supermarket. Y'all different in Florida. Florida, 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 Florida. Y'all, there's something special going on. I don't know what's going on. Cloud Vincent Griffin Jr., 33, was caught on surveillance camera haphazardly wearing a cardboard box as a mask when breaking into glass display, display containing iPhones. Police allege that Griffin... So over 30,000 worth of merchandise, according to the arrest affidavit, okay? Y'all got to see the video. The video is hilarious to see. Authorities charge Griffin, who they say is homeless, with 11, with 11 criminal counts, including burglary. Now, see, wait a minute. Hold on now. Now I'm understanding something. I'm, I'm going to keep it in a minute. 11 criminal counts, including burglary, grand theft, criminal mischief, cocaine possession. He had cocaine and was homeless and resisting arrest, Okay. Now, first of all, he was homeless, so he might have been trying to get to jail so that he could get some place to eat, a warm place to stay, and a place to sleep, okay? Some people do that. I ain't lying. The manager of Miami Gardens Price Shopper Choice Supermarket said he learned that his store was burglarized early Saturday morning three separate times by the same intruder, according to the affidavit. A review of the store surveillance system quickly revealed many of the details of the incident. Police allege that Griffin entered the supermarket unmasked through a rear door typically used to access product storage. The store security alarm, which was functional at the time of the incident, according to police, did not go off any time over the three incidents. That's interesting. During his first visit, he stole multiple scratch-off tickets and cigarettes before exiting, according to affidavit. An hour later, Griffin returned to the supermarket wearing a box to conceal his face before approaching kiosks that contained phones and jewelry, noted the complaint. Captain the surveillance camera, the box-wearing bandit used a blunt object to break into the glass display wearing a pair of allegedly stolen gloves to avoid the shards of glass in the display case. Griffin can be seen putting multiple iPhones into his backpack, one of which police alleged he was carrying at the time of his arrest. However, Griffin apparently did not cut eye holes into his mask Complicated the theft and ultimately contributed to his demise. As Griffin was breaking into the glass, the box covering his facial features fell to the ground, allowing uh, surveillance video to capture the image of his face, according to the complaint. Police later used that to identify uh, as an identification 
to arrest Griffin. This fool, he got a whole box on his head. He putting a hole in He ain't nothing. Yeah, I still have to say he wanted to go to jail. He probably wanted to go back. He might have been in jail. You know, years ago, I used to have a friend, person. I used to know a couple people used to go in and out of jail. I remember one of my friends telling me, she said, he got a boyfriend there because he, 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 he can't stay out of jail, you know. And then it was one time this, uh, uh, this I, I knew I had this, uh, a, a fan of our family. He could not, he said he could not do well in the, in the outside world. I was like, oh, my Lord. And that's one of the scariest people because they want to do some sort of crime to get them back in jail because they, they feel like they can't do well on the outside. And he went back in there, too. I don't know what I forget what he did. He did something. That's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes this this fool's like him. I just be like, if I just, I'll be like, I'm just, I'm going to, because you're dumb. You, I know you ain't, maybe you are that dumb. And I'm going to put you in jail for being dumb. Okay? I, you shouldn't beat me. I could not be a judge out here today and seeing a fool walk into a store and up with a box on his head. He didn't even, he, he wouldn't even, he didn't even put, cut out my eyes. He should have went and got a skull. Skull masses don't cause that much with the eyes and mouth. But this fool put a box on He, I feel like, you're not a serious thief. You're not serious. <laughs> like with, like with um, Secession, where Rogan Lloyd told his children, you're not serious people. You're not a serious, you're not a serious person, sir. You're not a serious thief. You're going in here with a box on your head. You're a clown, and I'm going to put you in jail just for being a clown and an idiot. You don't even know how to rob properly. You're going to jail just for being a dumbass. That's how I would do. That's how I would do jail. Okay, Mary J. Blige. Child. Mary J. Blige reflects on multi-million dollar debt. This is according to yahoonews.com. It says during the height of her financial problems, R&B legend Mary J. Blige says she owed hundreds of millions of dollars in unpaid tax. Wow. I owe so much money, I never thought I'd ever get out of debt, the singer said during the panel discussion at her second annual Strength of a Woman Festival and Summit in Atlanta. I'm out of debt now. I owe millions and millions, like hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. See, Mary, wait a minute, how do you owe $100 million in taxes? That seems like that should be like a career total or something. But anyway, Blige said she came out of the on the other side of that debt experience all the while. Now I look at my payroll, that's not my money. Uh, uh, my taxes are not my money, so I'm like, pay my payroll, pay my taxes, pay my tithes, all that money. I don't even want to see it because it doesn't belong to me. Uh, uh, but I was explaining to the audience. But I suggest her ex-husband and manager, Kenzie Isaac, was the root of her financial tr- troubles. But he was in control of everything she added. Uh, and let's talk about this because I want to talk about this. And she, it says, in 2013, TMZ reported the IRS filed a tax lien against Blige for $3.4 million. This occurred while she was also being sued for defaulting on two bank loans in 2012 and 2013, amounting to $2.7 million. According to the boss, according to bosses, the IRS tax lien against Blige in 2019. The agency claims she owed the federal government $1,198,000 and back taxes or something like that. The start of financial trouble. Uh, Blige and Isaac were married in 2018 to 2019. He said it wasn't so after the divorce that she realized all the money Isaac spent during the marriage. Okay, so let's see if we can listen to a little bit of Mary talk. 
about this. Speaking of taxes. So we're going to see some of the stuff she had to say to pay this, this question. I owe so much money. It, 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 I never thought I was ever going to get out of debt. I'm out of debt now. But I, I, I mean, I owe millions, millions, like hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes. Now I have the wisdom. Now I look at my payroll. That's not my money. My taxes are not my money. My tithes are not my money. So I'm like, pay my pay, pay my business, pay my payroll, pay my taxes, pay my tithes. Any all of that money, I don't even want to see it because it doesn't belong to me. And, and that's how I was moving. Period. I was moving like that. Period. But nobody listened to me. When I was married, I was like, pay my taxes, pay my tithes, do everything. And then, you know, they didn't listen to me. So, you know, but he was in control of everything. So he wasn't going to, you know, we don't want to do all Okay. That's just one part. We're going to get to the other part. Advice would you give as far as for a woman that may be wealthy, well off, and they're looking to get married? Get a prenup, because I didn't have one, and that's why I was. In, I ended up having to just give everything away, because it's so. Let me just speak. It's so whack right now that men, you know, can come at you and get and, and you know you and, and get alimony. So when I was getting a divorce, I was like, "You mean to tell me I got to pay him?" And he cheated and he lied. Yes, Mary, you got to pay him. It's the hard lesson for a Capricorn to learn, okay? Mary, you a Capricorn. You know what Capricorns know? The real real Capricorn G's, real Capricorns about their life and their business, because Capricorns is usually about their life, right? They know they got to always watch their shit, okay? You know what I'm saying? I'm just Capricorns like that. Mary J was a dark, she had dark-sided Capricorn traits, and she probably didn't want to be bothered with all that, and she had Ken do doing all that. And the lesson here is, talking about, well, I told him to pay my taxes. No, I don't care what you told him. You should have made sure. That's your money. Okay? No, 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 no. That's because she wasn't, didn't want to do no work. She didn't want to go in there and say, hey, you know, I mean, you know, you might have a person in the marriage or the relationship to do the majority of the work, but always make sure you have access so you can go on and look. You can look yourself. You can be in the meetings and saying, hey, can do. They said you didn't pay them taxes. Now, I looked on the thing. You didn't pay no taxes. Well, you, why you ain't paid the taxes yet? You know, so you can have some. So you can but Mary, my personal opinion is Mary probably ignored all that. She probably told him, yeah, pay the taxes, pay this. And can do when he did whatever the hell he wants to. And the lesson here is, ladies, when you that's why I say you gotta take responsible for you, responsibility for yourself. The lesson here is when you give somebody that kind of control in terms of where you're not paying no attention. I mean, like you can look where you where you're not looking, and, and and then you can't be mad if something ain't right. You just can't be mad. That's on you. Women, and this is happens with women a lot. Like I said, trying to give a man a job 
who ain't your equal, but you feel sad because he ain't your equal, so you try to give him a job out in these streets, okay? That's what Mary J. tried to do. She tried to Melba Moore out in these streets, okay? You got to look up the story of Melba Moore, okay? Melba Moore, she tried to Nina Simone. Look up the story of Nina Simone. She tried to Aretha Franklin. Look up the story of Aretha Franklin. And I can name countless of other women who, who do this, who do games on these streets, okay? Trying to make they man, they manage. Man and manager don't go together, especially when you meet him after you fail. It's just on, ladies. Okay? And really it's guilt. You know what I'm saying? It's guilt because you're feeling guilty because you're successful. And you're like, dang, uh, you know, he ain't making much money. Okay, I'm going to give him a job. You know, I want to show him he my man. He equal. He's my equal. He's the head of household. He's this and that. And so what you chicks try to do with your broke men is you try to give them a child. And you give him a job on your payroll being your manager, something that usually he ain't equipped for. That's what we have. That's what we have. And I ain't against, listen here, I ain't saying that you got to be with a, a man that got it going on in success, you know, like you do. I'm saying that when you have those type of relationships, you might see what he wants to do aside from your career. Don't put no money, don't say you going to give you money to do my career. I mean, what I, tell, what I say is, yes, discuss it together because y'all are a unit. But discuss your your decisions about showbiz and stuff like that together at home. Y'all can make the decision together and stuff like that. But management, hell to the no, no, no. Hell no. Nah. What's the dude do you say? Hell no nah to the no, no, no. Hell to the no, no. Hell no. Nah. Put the hell to the no in it. Hell no to the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Hell no. You cannot be my manager. Okay. You got to find your own way in this life. <laughs> I'll fund it. Okay? But not on my, you ain't, you know, you can't do it, ladies. He's head of household. He running, he runs the household. And he's like, I, I done seen him. I done seen y'all, y'all. Remember when Whitney Houston used to be doing at the for Bobby Brown? It's Bobby Brown. This is Mr. Bobby Brown here. Say hi to my husband. She, I mean, it was just so sad. You make it worse. It's my husband. My husband. Daddy. Daddy here. Daddy. Daddy, what'd you tell him? What'd you tell him I should do, Daddy? Oh, my God. This is giving a lot. I don't want to talk about it because I like these people. But I'm just telling y'all what it be doing. People be, in, you know, it, it doesn't help the man gain a sense of respect. I know y'all trying to give them respect. But when they when you rock out the room, people are like, Lord have mercy. You know, people don't, you know what I'm saying? Unless he's an established person or a manager in the business or something like that, people really don't. And Mary, I think Ken do with some sort of producer. But Mary just didn't want, 
Listen, Mary had to take responsibility in the fact that she just didn't want to do the work. Okay, she didn't want to do nothing. She's trying. It's like Wendy Williams. That's why I feel like my personal opinion is my. This is just Carlotta one on one. This ain't no facts. I don't know nothing about Wendy Williams, but I do know Wendy Williams is having a hard time right now. They said she just that they had to check her into a wellness facility because they, you know, they think some problems are happening with her and stuff like that. And my personal opinion is. Wendy sounded like before she married that one man, what's me, Kevin, that she was aimless out here and she was doing some wild stuff. Kevin, no matter how bad and rotten we assumed he was, gave stability to what she what was an illusion of stability to her business and a stability to of protection and stuff around her. Okay, stuff that she didn't want to do he engaged in or whatever business-wise and stuff. And now that he's gone, because, see, usually you have to remove something like him because he wasn't doing well in the business. Okay? Like, you know, he wasn't, it doesn't seem like he was doing well in times because he wouldn't have got caught up in all the mess he got caught up. He had to bash all the stuff he got had going on, okay? And Wendy, to me, in my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion, it's no facts, but she probably would have ignored that fast kick if y'all hadn't seen, if he hadn't got messy with it, Okay? But the thing is, is that that was that was the removal of him was for a reason, so that she could grow into be the woman that she needed to be to run an empire, probably. But she don't want to do it. And my personal opinion is she falling apart at the thought of it. She just want to get on TV and talk her stuff, you know, every week. You know, uh, yes, and this was going, and Kevin take care of all that other stuff. But no, cancer, God is calling you to the forefront to take care of your own self because not taking care of yourself got you out here in these streets in trouble and got you out here with a mess of a man. And now you're falling apart because if the mess ain't there no more, when all you simply, I know it's easier said than done, but all you simply do need to do is just strengthen yourself. Run your own business affairs. Where now she, now the fair, what's she doing? She's ignoring her business affairs again. This is just my opinion because they said the real Fargo, well, them people, if some, they put somebody else over the business. That's why the son is concerned and all this stuff. She's still not taking the hand, not getting her mind right and stuff. She got a conservatorship over her because she still don't want to do it. And I hope she don't mess herself out in these streets by not trying to grow in the direction she needs to grow in. Because that's what I feel like is wrong with Wendy. Wendy just don't want to run her own empire. Or she don't want to hire. She don't want to do the hiring and the fire. But when, to whom much is given and much is required, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And it just seemed like she better fall apart and run on shit. Sad, sad, see, Wendy. Sad, sad. Wendy looked tough on the outside, but she probably wasn't that tough. You know what I'm saying? I know. I mean, I'm praying for Wendy. Because I, I love to see Wendy win, you know? You talking about Wendy win? Because, you know, I miss Wendy. I ain't going to lie. Because I be seeing Sherry and them. I be like, Lord, help I be bored. I be. Yeah. I don't even watch Hawks. I don't even watch those. I get mad when they on. I get irritated about it. Oh, but Wendy, Wendy used to just be such a natural and so, and it it 
I just feel like that's her. That's part of her issue. The issue is you got to be your own protection, boo. You got to be your own. Uh, What she perceived as protection wasn't really protecting her. She's wrong. And it was a heavy price to pay for somebody's protection and for somebody to do business for you. You got to wake up out your stupor and do your own shit. Okay? That's what he was removing him so so she could do the work. And she was ignoring it, my pen. That's just my pen. And she's falling apart right now because it's a heavy thing to grab when you ain't been used to doing it. All you've been used to is going on TV and it had being the talent. But it's hard when you got to be the talent and you got to be the business person too. That's hard as hell. And that's what happened to Mary J, too. Mary J didn't want Mary J was out here singing and, you know, and meanwhile, I can't do with spinning and having a good time. Stop paying taxes. Yeah. I might get a prenup. Girl, not even worry about a prenup. Yeah, yeah, I can get a prenup out here, but you still got to handle business. Because prenups can be, look at the men out here. Prenups can be broken. Mhm, mhm. Just ask, what's the Michael? What's in this Michael straight hand? This wife been bothering for years. That first wife. Okay, they said she got fifty percent in steel, and even though she he had a allegedly a prenup. Okay, don't let no prenups fool you. It is hard. Let me just say this, okay. For women, men, often the energy, and this is even for myself, the energy that you are afraid of is the energy that you are creating in your life. Um, I understand the same game. It's hard to trust folks out there. We got money, we got fame. It's hard. It's like you got motives. Everybody got mo. Everybody got motives. Okay, people have motives and don't realize they got motives. You know what I'm saying? The best thing you can do as a person who has anything, and it's just in life because it's people at the bottom, the guy that work at the, uh, the uh, uh, who, who work at uh, work at small jobs and little things to be scared of people using, okay? Just always scared of the energy. But the best thing that you can do And those type of careers and those type of industries and just when you have lots of money is to become, is to ask God for discernment, wisdom, uh, get to know people, talk to people. You can't be afraid of knowing people and talking to people and stuff. You, gotta be, you just got to be careful what you share, learning to get to know. But to have a constant, to be in a constant of distrust, sometimes will draw the very thing to you you're scared of, okay? So it's just like, you know, Trust yourself enough to know that mm-hmm, when you feel your feelings, something don't feel right. Or if you don't trust yourself, learning how to uh, to be aware. Because sometimes when people don't, or when you don't trust the decisions you make, when you can't see the bad person, then before you get into relationships and stuff, walking or walk, learning, walk, 
learn to walk in awareness of what's going on around you. It doesn't mean that everything's going to always be perfect and you're going to always make the right decisions people with people and things and stuff. But it's just saying I'm, I, when you don't have a sense of discernment sometimes or a sense of uh, understanding, if you have constant sessions of people who you can't trust coming in after life and stuff like that, that means that there's something you're not aware of. There's something you're not feeling that, something you're ignoring or something you're used to. I have a family member. I always tell them they you, they can't they look if the relationship ain't if it ain't it ain't drama, child, they ain't happy. Okay, they like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't ain't nobody causing no towers and it ain't drama. They ain't happy, and that's because they used to the energy of chaos because they had it in their family as a person, a young person, and when they grew up in the energy of chaos, and so if somebody ain't chaotic to them, they don't trust it. Even though the chaos be the very thing taking their ass down, you know what I'm saying? They be down, and they be in the chaos, and the chaos be beating them down. But they, they, they. But when it's too nice and too good, they like, oh Lord, what, what's going on? This, this, this don't seem right. That's because they can't. Their energy, they have to be. I said, invite, be, get used to living in peace. How can I do that? I say, well, I say please. first of all, cut, cut, close up the kitty cat shop. I tell them, close up the kitty cat shop, huh? Close up the coochie shop, the kitty cat shop, and learn to live what what it feels like to live in peace. Learn what peace feels like. And once you start feeling that peace and practicing peace, then you can carry that over to relationships. You can say, wait a minute, this ain't starting to feel like that peace. You don't feel, you don't feel peaceful right now. You know what I'm saying? Then you'll start knowing how to start discerning when something ain't right. But some people just used to chaotic situations. They used to drama. They used to toxicity. They love all that. They just, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But you got to get used, try to get your mind used to something else so that you can be aware of what is happening around you and things. And so I think there's somewhat, somewhat same thing with women who are women who and men who are who have money or who have fame and stuff like that to understand people who are coming into your lives and to understand um I wanna say this in the right way. Understand motive. Because everybody always has a motive. I just want somebody ain't got no motives. Well, you know, that ain't going to happen, okay? Because everybody has a, but discerning whether the motives are good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Some people have a motive that's saying, you know, yo, I love that energy. That's a creative energy, or that's a nice energy, or that's a dope energy. I like that person. It's still a motive. I like to be around. Okay? Whatever the motive is. Get to understanding what their true intentions are. Everybody have intentions coming into relationships. Everybody got motives coming into the relationship. Some people got motives don't even understand what their motives are. Okay, but that's why you talk and get to know somebody and get to see get to see somebody. And sometimes you got to do that by you can't you got to close up the coochie shop and penis shop and all this. Y'all know, some of y'all don't like to do that. That's why y'all don't be seeing the people's intentions and stuff. Because y'all be already in the coochie shop 
It'd be too late. Are you beyond already in the penis shop? Can't talk to y'all like this. So y'all can get it. I, I remember when Mary J was around here. Oh, can do change my life. Lord, she can do, can do, you know, woo. I remember, I remember. And see, cause that's because she was already, she tell you probably she was in peace. And I believe he probably came in with probably maybe some good intentions. He probably didn't, you know, but he probably had other, and she didn't probably see it all the way. And she, because, listen, she was in a bunch of unhealthy relationships before him. And sometimes this happens, too, with a lot of people who have been in a succession of terrible relationships, right? Their expectations are not very high for what they expect in a relationship. I've, I've had friends like this who get with jokers, and they be like, they be doing the bare minimum. They be like, girl, he the best man I ever had. I had one friend tell me, uh, child, one friend told me that this man who was, uh, <laughs> I, child, I don't want to say because they might be listening. Yeah, I'll say it here. Women sometimes will take the bare minimum of somebody being nice. Well, he bought me flowers. That's the nicest thing anybody ever done for me. And they will run with it because they know men bought them flowers. Most of the men be kicking, maybe beating them or something like that. And so the first semi-nice person that come into their life, they think it's the greatest thing sliced since sliced bread because they ain't got nothing to compare it to. To a bunch, but put a bunch of other horrible people, so they don't see that this person is semi good. He he ain't that great, or she ain't that great. You know what I'm saying? They don't see it because they you they got a whole succession of bad people. So they don't. So when so the nicest person comes to them, you really ready to give it, throw it all in. But instead, you got to get to know people. And you gotta have expand, and you got to increase your expectations on somebody. You gotta say, hey, you know what? Hey, hey, I deserve to be treated well up in here now. <laughs> I don't deserve. I don't deserve. You, you can't. You know, you can't ever think. Let me just say this to people: you can never think that. I understand, and this is, this happens to people. Just people. Period. Sometimes you you would think somebody's better than you, or something like that. You gotta think well of yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got you got to be, be, even if you somebody who, you, you know, you used to be horrible as a horrible person or something like that, but you change your stance. As long as you know you change and you you a great person, never think you're undeserving because you'll get exactly, exactly what you think you are, okay? And that's what a lot of these women, in, like Mary J. Mary J., Came from from a, 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 a grew up in some, uh, some horrible some different circumstances, and you know she didn't probably think she was deserving of genuine true love. And when Kendu come along, he was a lot nicer than probably KC. You know what I'm saying? But her expectation stuff wasn't that high. You don't think she's like shoot. As long as you better than KC. <laughs> I mean, from what they say, KC treats her like. I'm just saying. Okay. So she's, so her expectation wasn't that high. Okay. 
he can't do had to do the bare minimum. So that's why she feels he can't do because she needed to learn how to love herself again and trust herself and believe she de- believed that she deserves great things, not bare minimum things. Okay, that's what that parents and parents was doing by taking their daughter over in the Paris to let them know the bare minimum is going out of town, baby. Trips and trips and 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 and, and uh, uh 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 spending money and on clothes and jewelry and stuff that's bare minimum that men can do men do that through men and women i mean men especially men can do to a well i'm talking to women bare minimum is buying clothes and jewelry and all this stuff i remember reading a, a story about this groupie and she said this dude was dropping thirty thousand dollars he was married everything dropping thirty thousand forty thousand fifty thousand dollars on her all kind of stuff bare minimum if he's rich okay that's the bare minimum somebody can do for you but your expectation has a woman and your expectation has a good woman is I deserve your time, your conversation, your friendship, your energy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Even when I tell girls when you, just like when I tell women when you end up in relationships with dudes that got somebody else and all this stuff, it happens, it life happens. I ain't going to act like this perfect life out in these streets. I deserve a decision, fool. You know, when are you going to make the decision, okay? I know you you taking your time. Well, until you do that, I, I deserve a decision. You can have a conversation, but don't you don't deserve somebody to be continuously keeping you in limbo. And they don't deserve that either, okay? So that's why, you know, I'm just... I'm just I'm just saying. This is, that, see, that's good. That's good. That's good advice I gave y'all. And I charge y'all five thousand dollars, like Janae Jackson about to charge y'all here in the street. And if it does, you be pink. I'm chopping. I'm chopping bars. Okay. That's the thing. You just see what you deserve. Think. Listen. Things happen. I don't judge people too much for bad stuff happening, but I do say you know what you deserve, what you your expectations. And listen, like I say, things are the bare minimum. Somebody taking you on a trip is the bare minimum. Okay? Somebody buying you some outfits is the bare minimum. Okay, I know I joke on here about being on Diddy's payroll and stuff, but Diddy is actually doing the bare minimum with my hands. Even though I think he really... That's why you can tell he likes her. But when I mean, when people really care about you, they'll invest their time. They'll, they'll build a friendship. They'll do all kinds of stuff. You won't got to, you ain't got to build people for their stuff. You, you just don't. That's why I tell people. Love is action. Friendship and all that stuff, those are actions for people start starting to do that. And I have to recognize that word in myself sometimes, too, because I'll be out here, I'll be, you know, sometimes I get so busy. And some of my friends, one of my friends got mad at me one day. She's like, come on now. I'm like, you right. You know, I know. I just say. Because you have to invest in people. Right? So it is what it is. Okay? So, yeah, it's very interesting. So that's just y'all, me telling y'all to up your expectations, okay? Now let's talk about 
adult actress Mariah Mills airs out Zion Williamson's after girlfriend's pregnancy reveal. Okay, this is according to Yahoo. It says Zion Williamson and his girlfriend Akima happily revealed this week that they have a baby on the way. But I am going to share their joy. Adult actress Mariah Mills went on a multi-tweet spree claiming that she recently had relations with the New Orleans Pelican star and cannot believe he got another woman pregnant. The soon-to-be parents shared the news of their baby girl on Tuesday evening with a video documenting their gender reveal party. The 22-year-old Hooper wore a shirt that said, I'm here because I don't want to get yelled at, which have met, which may have manifested Wednesday's uh, event. Congrats, Diane Wilson. Happy for you, Mariah Mills tweeted on Wednesday morning. The tweet was accompanied by a screenshot of alleged Snapchat messages with a two-time NBA All-Star is telling Mills, he loves the way she looks in a pair of jeans, and he's going to FaceTime her to talk about moving. A few tweets later, she shared screenshots where the former Duke Blue Devil claims he did not have a girlfriend and wanted to move Mills to New Orleans. Congrats, Zion Wilson. I'm happy for you, Mar- Mar- Mariah Mills. I was with you last week in New Orleans, and you couldn't tell me you had a random, you had a random thought pregnant after all I've done for you. I hate you. OMG. Looks like you've been, you been had a girlfriend and sleeping with other real women behind my back, you liar. Better pray I'm not pregnant, too, because I'm definitely late. Jesus. One of the worst possible revelations to come out of this was another tweet where Mariah Mills wrote, Better pray I'm not pregnant, definitely late. She also made allusions to two, the two having unprotected sex throughout her tirade. So time will tell if Mills is actually pregnant, pregnant and Wilson is a father or not. Okay, listen, Jesus. Now, she's an adult actress. Listen here, okay. First off, sis, okay, let me just say this, sis, okay? Let me say this, sis. He's probably not going to take you too seriously because you're an adult film star. Maybe he was, I don't know, but most of these dudes, they got reputations to protect. You playing NBA ball. I am, you a fool, first off. You playing NBA ball and you getting out here, you out here having unprotected sex with adult film stars, allegedly. If what she's saying is true, Lord have mercy. You men can't act like y'all can't control y'all dick. I mean, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You can't control. You can't put on a condom. This is an adult, alleged adult film star. I'm not understanding what's going on around here, okay? Again, women, listen, okay? This is what that, shout out to that family again and parents and parents. Okay, the parents who took their daughter to Paris. Because I'm now understanding, I see what they're doing. It's a powerful thing. Okay, I'm even understanding more, listening to this story. Okay, listen. So what are you, NBA player? Okay. For the other girl who's pregnant. He ain't already, he, he ain't already got you pregnant without a commitment, okay? Because he don't really care to. No. Now, I already had this discussion for you girls. I said it. I understand the older women. You young girls, it's dumb to have these babies. Give them wife, give them wife status without wifing it. I think it's kind of not dumb for the older women, but I understand a little bit more to the clock ticking. You might be trying to have a baby or something like that. I don't think it's smart. But I think it's, you know, I, I, I kind of understand a little better. And I understand that accidents happen, okay? I ain't, I ain't, if, it, if it's an accident, I'm sorry. But listen, girls, 
okay? Especially the girl who had this baby in. If it's true, he's been running around here with this film, adult film star, film star, not only has he put you at risk for STDs, okay? Because y'all don't be believing in STDs no more, okay? The super gonorrhea running around out here, monkey pox, and uh, uh, HIV still out in these streets. Y'all don't be believing it, okay? What is you still wanting to be with him for at this point? You know, I'd be like, that's nasty. You was there, so you, 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 didn't even use, you didn't use no condom with the adult film star. Like, you know, it don't even matter how much shit you got at this point. That's what I'm, that's why they're trying to make their daughter and see you like, that's the bare minimum. The bare minimum is to give me nice things, to be nice to me. That's bare minimum. How about respect? If you can't be loyal, how about, hey, you know what? I do got a girl out here. Maybe I need to wear a condom if you can't be loyal. You know what I'm saying? But he, I don't think he got it going on so much with all that money. He ain't, he think he got to do the bare minimum because the bare minimum is you keep a lot of y'all chicks. And they got a little bit of money. And you know what? If you got an agreement like that, I ain't mad at it. No, because I understand some women get sugar mamas, which I'm about to read the story about sugar mamas in a minute. I understand some sugar mamas out in these streets. Okay, I ain't mad at that. Okay, if you got to do like, girl, ain't nothing serious for you, child. I'm just out here. You know, he's taking me on the yacht. And you doing the Miami and Diddy. Like, I think Miami's having a good time. She's like, listen, child, he's spending all this money. I'm just, I ain't putting nothing serious. Okay, I ain't got my, I'm trying to keep my heart out of this. I'm just out here having a good time. I'm dropping the load, spreading the wide and partying and kicking it with him or whatever. But, child, ain't, you know. It is what it is. We just selling on, you know, we just having fun, but ain't nothing here, okay? I mean, you know, it's just a fun moment. I ain't going to get mad at y'all for that. Okay? You know, I think there could be a lot of bad stuff come out of fun moments, but I'm just saying, I ain't mad. Sometimes that happens in life. You, you at that point, okay? But for you girls that call yourself trying to be in a serious situation with these people, see, don't let them treat you like that because he got the things in the trappings. I'm going to put some respect on it. He's out here, but I'm a dope film star. Allegedly. Just yeah. Dropping it low and spreading it wide with no comment, and he might have got her pregnant. Lord, him love you. Not smart. Not smart. You know what? If I was a girl, though, I'd drop him just because he wasn't smart. He ain't smart. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, he ain't too smart. He ain't too smart out here in these streets. So let me think about this. Is he going to be probably able to keep that pelican money? No, because he's not very smart. So you, you should just get, girl, dump them. Get your checks of child support checks early and dump them fast. Don't get no more kids. Don't get pregnant no more. I'm just trying to warn you. Don't get pregnant. Don't have no more babies. Okay? So you, you might still be, so you can still be a little valuable on the map. He said another woman that came out too, alleged. I'm just saying. My personal opinion is I dump his dumb ass, okay? Because I'm like, you out here doing too much. And I don't know if you're going to even keep it. The, 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 the lifestyle I'm depending on is you're going to have that 20 years from now if you can't control your penis if you out here having unprotected sex with adult film stars. I girls, it's just something to think about. 
And a lot of you girls don't think about it because you be in the moment. Y'all didn't, y'all parents didn't take y'all for trips like this with this little girl doing. So y'all, the first dude to come along and say, yeah, baby, I'm take you to Paris. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you like, oh, Preston's Paris. He took me to Paris. And not knowing he probably took three other chicks to But you impressed with the little. And then he's like, well, I ain't tolerant about three months. You know what I'm saying? I've been big. Hey, baby, tell you after three months. No, remember I tripped to Paris three months ago? Yeah, I haven't heard from you since that trip. Oh, yeah, I've been busy. You know, I'm working. You know, I got stuff going on. You know, I've been, you know, I've been in NBA camp. Girl, lies. I mean, he probably took other chicks to Paris. He probably went to Mexico with another one, another one. That's why I say bare minimum. You got to be like, the three months old, you ain't picked up the phone to call me. So you thought that trip for Paris is going to excuse you to call, not call me for three months. Oh, you thought them diamond earrings was going to excuse you from not putting in the work for a relationship. No, fool. See, but a lot of you girls will take that mess from these money, these dudes with money. Damn that. Okay? You got to put, you got to let them know. I, nah, I'm not putting up with that. And feel free. You got to, like, you got to, you, your options are plentiful. Feel free to go after your options, okay? They plentiful, and I'm sure they built brick houses, uh, BBLs, or whatever they got out in these streets. But you won't be getting this, okay? And this is, this is, it's only one brand of uh, this cool cat, okay? It's a special, it's a, my brand. You might not, you ain't going to find my brand no more, but feel free. Maybe you'll find something more fitting for yourself, okay? You got to be gangster. You can't just let money and stuff throw you around. Now, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Now, if you're in a marriage, it's a different story. Don't be so quick to divorce. You know, you got to know how to play it. Wait, let me sit here. You know what I'm saying? You got to know how to say it if you're in a marriage. I'd advise you differently. I wouldn't probably say the if it's possible to save it, something like that. But, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a different, different stages for different things, for different things. But for you single girls, ain't no sense to keep having these babies by fools like Zion. Please. No, you already see where he's going. Babe, stop the madness. Put the coochie on lock. And say, you know what? From now on, get go get the what's some thing, go get the birth control. We him. And make sure you're using a condom. Okay? Because you know you got a fool. Don't get pregnant by him no more. Okay? You, the late girls have already told you what this fool was. Okay? Allegedly. Okay? If I ain't quit being dumb, you're going to be broke real quick and real soon if you don't catch it. Okay? I'm a sugar baby. Older men pay me to travel the world. Child. I just want to let y'all know some other job guys. Okay, so let's listen to this girl from New York Post talking about she's a sugar baby. A self-proclaimed sugar baby has claimed that older men, okay, uh, are clamoring to pay for her to shop and travel the world, showing her more respect than some of her previous younger lovers. Charlotte Davies, 24, said that she was motivated to become a sugar baby after watching a TV show that explored the sugar baby daddy relationship. At the time, I got out of an eight-year-long relationship, so I knew that I didn't want to get into anything serious anytime soon, said Debbie Mr. Kennedy News. The only dating I was doing was very casual, so I thought this was 
like what I'm doing anyway, except I was getting paid for it. The Post has reached out to Davis for additional comments. Davis revealed that in, in January 2023, she began using a dating app that connected her to other men, usually in the uh, 30 to 60-year range, who are willing to pay for hundreds of dates. The social media marketing executive who currently maintains a roster of 10 sugar daddies, okay, revealed that she is paid nearly $250 per date and claims each of her daddy, daddy, daddies makes her feel more respected than any of her past relationships. She only gets $250? Girl, let me tell you about Diddy over there. They a legend, okay? They, now, it's a legend that Diddy's over there giving out $250,000 like uh, allowances, allegedly. I'm just saying what they think, okay? So $250,000, girl, you need to get you a high end. Y'all ever see that show? Oh, I forget the name of it. Oh, my God, I loved it. And I haven't seen the fourth season yet. I want the fourth season so bad because it's the final season about the prostitute in London. Oh, my God, that stuff was so good. She was a call girl, the call girl in London, the London call girl. Can I forget the name of the show? Oh, it was good. She was a high-end call girl, and it's, a, it's based on a true story, a book by a real London high-end call girl. Now, if you're going to be out in these streets hoeing, okay, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to be out here hoeing, that's the way to hoe, the way the London call girls are. Don't just be out here hoeing for $250 if you're going to be a hoe. Okay, I'm not saying it's good to be hoe. I'm not telling y'all that. I don't think that's a good thing. But if you're going to be out here hoeing, because some of y'all going to be hoeing anyway, y'all going to be like, well, I don't mind being a sugar mom. Okay, but if you're going to be out here hoeing, look at the London Call Girl. Belle, it was Belle. I forget the name of the London Call Girl. Ooh, she had some experiences, child. Okay, they was paying her big money. One man even wanted to put her up just say he had her up in this big old condo in London. Like the views was mad crazy. Like he just wanted, she could live there where she's free all year, you know, just when he come in town, be available. You know, and he was sexy too, he went ugly. Yeah, then she fell in love. So that messed that up. You got to see it. It was good, okay? I'm just saying, if y'all gonna be a hoe out in these streets, there's ways to be a hoe. You know, if you gonna do it, I'm just trying to say, yeah. But then, yeah, y'all gotta check this article out. It's on the sugar baby, older men pay me to travel the world. You got time to listen. You got a link, folks? We got a thing up here where she's talking? Okay. I think I do. Hold on. Let me see. You can hear about sugar mom, sugar daddy. If it's a, I think it may be some music in the background of it, but y'all ignore that. Just listen to what she's saying. Hopefully y'all can pull it, pull it up. Uh, up here. I don't know if I got it up. Okay, I think I did. Here we go. Let's listen to her. Hi guys, I'm Charlotte and I'm a sugar baby. I date guys who support me financially in exchange for my time and company. So I'll meet up with someone either in hotels or if I've got to know and trust them at home. And they'll order food or we'll go to a restaurant or have a drink, go to a spa or shopping and then we'll spend the night together and they'll give me an amount of money per date that we've agreed on before starting an arrangement. And honestly, this kind of dating may seem strange to some people, but for me, it suits me so much at the 
stage of life I'm in right now, and they make me feel amazing. I'm kind of surprised you saying that, as I know it's so easy to feel used to casual sense. But for me personally, as soon as I started bringing a financial element into my dating life, I instantly felt so much more valued, and I'm lucky that almost everyone I've dated in this way has made me feel incredibly respected and treated me like an absolute princess. Let me know what you want to know about sugar dating in the comments. Okay, she she's out here. She's doing. She's living. She's going. Okay, that ain't no sugar baby, daddy. Sugar baby. That's all. We, and that's what that girl was doing on the show. There's a true story about a London hooker. She she lived. I mean, she had high end clients. This wasn't no doo doo clients. This was executives from around the world, uh, singers, artists, performers, actors. You think them type of men? Don't want to pay for it, right? You know, they a lot of them was paying for it. Some of you girls is out here doing anything for the money anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because your daddy didn't take out y'all parents and take y'all to the to make y'all feel worthy worthy of more. So some of y'all out here just for the money anyway. You might as well get, get with this. He was sugar baby. Oh, man, you got to do what you got to do in this high inflation street. High inflation's high. I wouldn't recommend it, but if people want to do it, I mean, I understand the desperation going on today. What else we got to talk about? Can we talk about Kelly speaking of sugar daddy? Sugar, this is what we're going to end it on. God, I got more stories for y'all. But, Chad, I got to end it with Khalees out here. Girl, the rent must be dope, boo. <laughs> Khalees, Khalees, Khalees. Is you out here dating Bill Murray? Khalees, don't be out here playing. Is you out in these streets dating Bill Murray? Khalees said, girl, if I am, Khalees is out here about the, Khalees is, Khalees is like, Chad, I'm getting these milk. Listen, that's all, that's old money right there, okay? Rumors are, according to NDTV.com, Bill Murray and Khalees are Hollywood's latest couple, according to a new report. According to TMZ, the veteran actor and milkshake singer have recently started dating and have been hanging out a lot together, both in the U.S. and across the pond. While it may be appears to be an unlikely pairing at first glance, 72-year-old Bill Recently attended two of Kalisa's 43-year-old, uh, 22 of Kalisa's 43-year-old shows in London, posing for a backstage photo together after at least one of the performers. Not only were, uh, that they were spotted at the same London hotel and had been getting close closer since the meeting in the United States, they share a bond, one that isn't exactly cheerful. They reportedly bonded over Kalisa's second husband's death in March 2022 and Bill's estranged wife death in 2021. It doesn't sound like Bill and Khalees are labeling their situation. The outlet cited a friend is saying, whatever it is that has brought them together, and however unlikely it appears, they are both single and having fun despite the fairly large age gap. Child. Honey, inflation will make you do some things. Okay, Khalees, Khalees, Khalees. And the kids are getting older, ain't they, Khalees? You know. I mean, Nas, little baby Nas, what's it? I ain't seeing that's what's going on. But listen, listen here, Khalees, I understand. 
Kalisa, Kalisa, listen here. He said, what is he, 72? Kalisa's 43. Kalisa's out here. Kalisa's like, listen, he's like, I got to give you how I live, okay? That's that. That Bill Murray money is probably good, okay? If y'all going to be out in these streets, know what y'all doing, okay? Don't do Bill Murray, okay? I ain't mad at you, Kalisa. <laughs> Kalisa is saying that. I, I, I was shocked at that. I said, seriously? But then Kalisa seems different like that to me. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I don't think she would do it just – I'm teasing about inflation and stuff. But Kalisa seems like the type of chick, even though she's a Leo, she got a lot of Leo in her truck. She got a whole lot of Leo. And y'all know how y'all Leos are, okay? But I actually believe Leo, uh, Khalees would actually be is something probably deeper there too, right? But y'all know how y'all Leo is, right? Hey, I'm a Leo ascendant. I'm one of y'all. I understand. Leos believe they got to have a good life, okay? Honey, they got to. They got. They Leos believe they the lions of the jungle. They got to be looking good out in these streets, okay? It costs a little good. Leo's is going to shine, okay? And Bill Murray ain't a bad shine. Even though he's older. Do what you got to do, Khalees. Khalees, like, I've been with the youngest. I've been out here with you. I done wrong with the best. There were nine, okay? Let me cheer. I had my other husband. He, her other husband was nice looking, too. Khalees, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying life right now, okay? I'm running around here with Bill Murray. I got to ask the hypergamy people. Is this the hypergamy? Is this her hypergamy You know, she's on her hypergamy? <laughs> At least out here with Bill Burke. Child, when I heard that story, I said, what? Kalisha's like, I ain't even dealing with these little old rappers over here. I I ain't trying to deal with none of these, these singers. Kalisha's what? Kalisha, I just remember when Kalisha was breaking up with Nas. Boy, she was, she was showing out. Kalisha was on them Twitters. She she put she put Maxwell in it. <laughs> I that's my Kalisha's like Kalisha was Kalisha was not playing with them, okay? She So Bill Murray, you no know, Kalisha's a wrestler, a rough rider, okay? Kalisha was like, listen here, okay? Like you out you out hoopy in it up. Kalisha's wild. <laughs> I like her. It seems like I would like her, though. <laughs> I feel like I would love Khalees. <laughs> Khalees seems like she brings some truth to it. Girl. She kills Khalees seems like she a truth teller. Like, you know what I'm saying? Khalees ain't no joke. <laughs> I like her. So that's why I don't think the situation with Bill Murray, if there is really one, it might be like a foreign friendship kind of thing or something like that. And Khalees is just strange enough to me that she would share a relationship like that. I just think she's not not strange in a bad way, but that she's deeper. Like, even though she's a Leo, and she got Leo shit, you know what I'm saying? But she would, Leo's are deep too sometimes. And I think she would sometimes go beyond the surface. She strikes me as that type. Like, she would be dating someone. Yes, it's a shine. She's getting a lot of attention. But at the same time, they probably do share a deeper bond, and he and he probably is teaching her, introducing her to a lot of things, maybe. You know what I'm saying? She's introducing him and teaching him a lot of things. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I, I have 
friends date an older old man, okay? Yeah, I, I talked about my friend was dating an old Negro League baseball player. And I remember telling her, we, she called me up on the phone, and they had come from out of, off of the date. And I said, I, I was reading the story of Negro League baseball. I, had, I happened to be reading it at the time. She called me that night. And I said, I just got through reading about him. I said, he was like 45 in 1955. Uh, yeah, she fell out laughing. I was laughing. We was laughing. She, we, couldn't, we couldn't stop laughing all night. But she literally enjoyed Even though she, you know, she was on her, you know what I'm saying, she was on that GDC, Gold Digger Seas. She genuinely liked being around him. She genuinely had a great time. He in- genuinely introduced her to great people and great things, a new way of living, you know, four-star. You know, he's introducing her to the life, okay? You know, he's old, okay? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I ain't mad, Khalees. Do, do what you need to do. Okay, All right, Bill. Y'all, we have come to the end of the show. Man, listen, y'all have a wonderful rest of y'all week. I don't know what I'm going out with today. What, what's the, I had, I don't know if I got the fun. I thought I had to find out. Okay, what is it? Y'all, y'all know how I be doing. Oh, I know what I want, want to go out with. Okay, we're going to go out with Ascension from Maxwell. It's the CC Show. Y'all have a good one. I will see y'all sometime this week, okay? Maybe, hopefully, all right? I'm out. I appreciate y'all so much because whether y'all listen to me at your job, clean up your house, work, whatever you're doing, washing dishes, whatever you're doing, 
I appreciate y'all for listening to me, okay? Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram. And for Twitter, it's C Chatwood Show, the main one, and Carlotta72. And uh, that's, that's, is, that, is, that, is that all of them? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And so that was Maxwell's Ascension. Y'all, it's countdown, right? Maxwell is going to be where's Maxwell going to be at? Maxwell's going to be in. Uh, he's going to do the trilogy show in, in in Vegas. So yeah, I'm going to that one. And so like my friend called me the other day. She's like, "Are you going to more than one trilogy show?" I'm like, "Really? Like no." I'm like, "I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to have because this is an excuse to go to Vegas." <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to Maxwell for real. I just want to be up in Vegas. You know how you like I love a good trip to Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Because I be having fun in Vegas, right? Vegas is fun to me, right? So, so I was like, yeah, you know, so she's like, you know, you know I said, that make me say, it's inflation out of here. I don't know if we should do two shows. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I'm trying to decide. I already got one show, but I don't know if I'm doing it. Like, she's talking about meet and greet. I'm like, meet and greet? I played 19, no more. I don't know if I'm paying for more meet and greet. So I just did enough meet and greet. Y'all already got the only meeting, the match. I, that might, I don't know, that might be it. <laughs> but I'm so excited about that, okay? So I'm so excited. So some of y'all was asking me, was, some of y'all even wrote me asking, was I going to any Maxwell shows this year? Yes, I am, okay? The one in uh, Vegas. And then he's coming to Texas, I think, okay? So, yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe so. I know. I, that would be it, though. Unless there's a Kansas City show or something. Yeah, yeah you know, no. Yeah, right. I'm not. You know, but you know, I always say no, and then I, you know, how it ends. It ends up being okay. Then I got Beyonce coming up. Oh, I'm so excited about Beyonce going to see Beyonce's show. I'm gonna try to see Beyonce, and you know, this year. I got my plans. Okay, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. I have really decided this year, like with concerts, I'm being very picky, okay, because inflation. Really, no, no, I am, seriously. I'm like, mm, hell no, nah, do I want to go down? I'm being choosy, choosy, choosy. Y'all know I be for up, I be going to Janet, but I was like, nope, I'm not going to Janet because I already saw that show in, 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 at Essence Fest last year. And I didn't even choose Essence Fest this year because, listen, I didn't like the artist. I mean, I mean, I know it's not. I didn't like the artist. I love the artist, but I have been I already been there and done it. I already seen all that. I don't. I, I want. I, I, y'all got. Y'all got to bring. It's some special guy bring me out the house the way these tickets and stuff is costing. Okay, I'm just telling y'all the truth out these streets. Okay, and y'all watch our coins too. Okay. <laughs> oh, you see, bring me out the house. What is it? What else? Oh, and, and Beyonce. And what else? I got. Uh, it's one more tour. It's one more people I want to see. I forget. There's somebody else I want to see that I'm, I'm trying to see this year, okay? I got, like, three or four picked out, but y'all know how I be out in the street. So that's my concert thing, right, right now in the streets. God bless, God willing, okay? But you guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy it. It's the beginning of the week. Have a good one. June is going by so fast. Pretty soon we're going to be in July. Child's going to be Independence Day. We, we already a week. We got Juneteenth coming up. How that you to school? It's crazy how fast the time is going. Okay, so you know we gonna leave out here with the last song. You know how I always put a song up. Hey, I think it's appropriate in these days and times for you for everybody out here. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. Okay, this song was made in the '80s, but ain't a better song out here today. 
think when he when Gussie told the truth then and she telling the truth now. I'm out. See y'all, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Let's go.